0: We're gonna cheat, okay. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State.
1: <laughs> Home world going. To shit.
2: Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill.
3: Oh,
4: yeah. Thank you, Jennifer Buchanan. This is episode number 112 of Planet
5: Rage. Yo, 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 yo. Here we are. and Happy birthday to uh, Bill Bixby and Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke was a great artist. He had a hell of a voice. I'm surprised nobody's done his biopic because he had a fascinating life and a really fascinating end. Ooh, I'm not totally familiar. I need to do some research, I guess. He, uh, he, he, uh, he liked the ladies a lot, and um, he was at uh, he was at a kind of a hot sheet motel in L.A. The Hacienda Hotel on Figueroa Street, very famous street down in those environs and it's a very uh, nobody knows exactly what happened because there was no he said she said there was only the she said <laughs> because, because sam was quite dead with a big hole in his chest
4: yeah you don't and, just uh, give he, your
5: story then no so he he was there with a girlfriend that he picked up that evening in a in a in some bar and he was kind of a regular at this hotel or motel i should say and then the something went sideways with them and she ran out of the the, uh, the room into the, 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 desk area and the, the, the desk clerk, uh, lady claimed that Sam got pissed when she wouldn't tell him where she was and he was attacking her. She pulled a gun, whoa, but, put one in his chest. And she did say that Sam said, lady, you shot me. And then, um, he, uh, and then he, but he started coming at her again, she said, and then she conked him on the head with a broom handle. And um, and then he expired on the floor of the motel. Yes. Wow. That is one wow. way to That's go. Right. Lurid, baby. lurid. Lurid and sorted. Yes. <laughs> but then a lot of people said that it didn't go down that way. I mean, he had, he, of course, he had a vast fan base. And um, Edie James uh, viewed the uh, the body, I guess, before it was doctored, or in case it was an open coffin thing, and she said he looked like he'd been, you know, basically. Uh, uh, run through the mill yeah he, he said his head was damn near torn off his uh, shoulders and his face was all this she said it was not it was just a shot in the chest that killed him so who knows very i'm sur- i'm surprised nobody's done his biopic because that'd be a good one it yeah. sounds like it would be entertaining yeah
4: but as we yeah. know it's, it's hard to get to the truth of any matter and this is another Especially when one of people are those- dead
5: yes yeah. yes you don't and then be- the other side of that the very unsorted bill bixby you know, of, of, of uh, the incredible, incredible Hulk, Hulk. Right. The, well, well without the, father. without
4: the big, you know, he's the alternate of uh, Lou yeah. Ferrigno.
5: Yes. Yes. He was he, and it, my favorite Martian and, uh, and probably my favorite thing with him. It was, it wasn't too successful. It was a show called the magician and it was shot at a place. It was a real place. Well, a lot of it was on a set, but there's a, a fabulous joint in Los Angeles called the magic castle. Yes. Legendary. Hang, legendary. I, I went there many, many times. I loved going there. And a lot of it was shot on site there. And his character name was Tony Anthony, which always made me want to rechristen myself like Harry <laughs> Lawrence.
4: Yes. Yes. Oh, and that's <laughs> right. Uh, who, what, Eddie's father, Sir Lee Mofo. I, I watched that one as a lot as a kid. Uh, Did you? Yeah. Well, that was right about that time.
5: Yeah, I guess it was, you know, you so, so there I'm done blathering about dead people. C- carry on. <laughs> Speaking of the uh, dead people
4: or lack thereof, in Chicago over this weekend only five shot, nobody killed. It's a matter of that place. It was cold Better again. Get those
5: numbers up. Yeah, know.
4: it was cold, <laughs> and there was a, a multiple murder in the one of the next towns over, like right where I am, where some guy uh, killed his wife and his three grown daughters, which. I I don't know if they were all still living at home because they were like 20. There were twins that were like 24, 25. And then there was like one that was 27 or eight. And I don't know. uh, People are crazy. That's the uh, that's the bottom line. But Chicago, nobody dead because it only five shot. Because I guess once it gets too cold, we're going to have a thaw this week, though. So I'm predicting numbers going up. Oh, yeah. Going up for the uh, the next week. What's the temperature there today? Today, it is just starting to go up. I think it was in the 20s, but we're supposed to hit close to 40 in a day or two. So all the snow will just melt. Which isn't bad. Depending how much, uh, depending how much yeah. you got where you are. You we I think we lost you for a second there.
5: Yeah, I did. Uh, I, like I said, I've been in tech hell here, but uh, well, what's been going bit? on? Oh, just, you know, the the, uh, the hunk of shit uh, overpriced Dell that I bought almost three years ago, and I've just kind of been limping along, along on that. I mean, basically every, I would say every five to seven hours that it runs, I've had to open it up, disconnect the battery, reconnect it so it would, again, run. You know, it's just a terrible piece of shit. Uh, but, you know, I sort of did most of what I had to on it, and uh, the, the entire audio thing just quit. So really i'm talking yeah so i'm talking to you now from with a a uh, a little a lenovo netbook i've had about six years it's got four gigs of ram and um an overcrowded hard drive but i guess it's working right you're hearing me so there we go a little 11 inch screen <laughs> hey whatever works whatever works baby
4: that's the bottom yeah. line the connection's always a little bit questionable for some reason i don't know probably the it- uh Probably multiple three-letter agencies probably trying to hear the show before it goes out. Oh yeah, they, on the, they hate us on the mighty sure. no-agenda stream. But before it gets oh, published, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you can put your RSS feeds on uh, YouTube now. And I'm like, I wonder how quick, oh Planet Rage, that Larry show, and pretty much any show I'm associated with, how quickly it would be removed from YouTube for, uh, yeah, questionable content, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. There's a lot of questionable content out there. Come on. If you can't take a joke. Damn right. The more that stuff gets swept under the rug, the more people start going off the deep end. And the no agenda social gate, which I don't even know why it's called that. We talked about it on the last show. Right. And uh, interestingly enough, it made. For the last show, being the first time the father, Adam Curry ever listened to one of our shows from start to finish, and that's one terrifying and really an honor.
5: <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm pleased as punch, as Hubert Humphrey used to say, and uh, I think that's very cool. And I was—I haven't heard all of Sunday's show yesterday. No agenda, but what I did hear, I thought maybe, maybe we've had an effect on Adam because. There were more F-bombs in the first 30 minutes (laughs) of that program than in any I've been listening to for now probably about four years. And I thought, wow, where have I heard that kind of foul language before? (laughs) Well, see, I never used to do it until you. I totally blame you. (laughs) I know. It's uh, (laughs) it's all Larry's fault. It's all my fault. Yeah.
4: People complain if I don't drop enough of them. Yeah. Nobody's ever happy. But I thought it was very funny hearing that. Wow. Listen to that. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Ooh, gee it peppers them in there. They were trying to change. They've been trying to stop. And yeah, I get it, but I do too. in a performance and it depends on your audience because there are some people that are like, wow, anybody that uses that kind of language is an idiot and doesn't yeah. have the ability to express themselves mm-hmm. without it. Although I have seen a at least two different studies, maybe more, where they looked at the IQ and how much people use profanity, and it's usually the smarter people that well, swear you. more. <laughs> Which I mean, I know confirmation bias, right? To you and me, it's like, oh, you see? you see,
5: you see. See, I I put a different spin on it. I if someone never ever uses profanity and they make like a thing out of it, you know, it's like a badge of honor. Don't trust that person. Do not.
4: Now, I also look at it the other way, which is, uh, you know, if you've gone 20, 30, 40 years of your life and you've, you've never heard grandma swear and you do something and she's like, cut it the fuck out. Well, then you know, <laughs> you know, you finally push something a little bit too far.
5: Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. But
4: I think in a performative thing, I mean, again, a lot of these movies and stuff, they, they're there to add. Punch. They're yeah. being used for effect seasoning. yes speech. Yeah. And I think it's much different in a performance thing in a podcast is a performance. It is entertainment. Sure. As opposed to I mean, I'm guessing even you weren't usually dropping F bombs and you know the last job
5: interviews you ever had. <laughs> no, I yeah. I mean, I absolutely have, you know, pretty good control over it. And uh, you know, I I certainly self censor when feel the time is right but I'm, I'm hanging with darren o'neill i'm gonna say what the fuck i want <laughs> as well it should
4: be it's planet rage
5: yeah it's planet rage and we got yeah, to get you on we
4: have to get you now onto planet planet dot social that's right that's next we uh, haven't yeah. we've been slowly working your way through there are a few people that have been interested in and that will we will be hooking them up i've just been making sure that i'm not totally going to crash the instance like i did for a few hours The other day when I'm like, oh, I never reset the the DNS server to go to my web host so we can use email because as it was, all it was doing was you put the IP address in and it sends all of the instance, you know, traffic to that Mm -hmm. IP address. But nothing was ever set up to be able to use mailer at PlanetRage.Social, which is important, believe it or not, if you want people to be able to get emails. Mm hmm. So I changed the uh, DNS and I'm like, oh, well, that's fine because it still has the IP address in it. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, because I changed the DNS. I now have to go put the IP address in here. So for about two hours, uh, nothing was coming through until I realized why. And then I fixed it. And of course, things cache in the Internet world. So there was about a two or three hour period. All I was getting were messages from uh, Jeff <laughs> over at shitposter.club or whatever that is. <laughs> so obviously theirs didn't cash. They still had the right IP address, but nothing else was coming through and then it all start working. And I think it's set up now to the point to where we can start using it without feeling like, Oh, I'm going to have to make a change. And then that's going to screw everybody
5: up. Yeah. Cause there are a lot of things that you can change on there, but, I'm sure. Thank God, you know what you're doing. Cause if this was on me,
4: I'm just spinning. I'm just know. pretending. I know what I'm doing. I'm just pulling levers and pushing buttons. And yeah, but going, it's working, What's the worst <laughs> that can happen, right? It's a
5: good attitude. And then right. you find out. Then you find out. Yeah. <laughs> you find when out, heard, you know, many, many years ago, I got the podcasting for dummies book, which was like yellow pages side. It was enormous. And I mean, eight pages into that, I just gave up because I'm saying, you know, point the DNS servers to what the fuck? I'll forget it. You know, I'd have been doing this a long time ago if, if, you know, it had been more streamlined. So
4: yes, which everything, if you could just do a push one button to set something up, it would be great. But that's not how it
5: works. It's not how it works. Yeah. But it's gotten a lot easier than it was, I guess. in it's infancy. You really need to know something about this stuff, which. Well, there are so many servers
4: and there are so many people that are now offering The things with a, uh, you know, a one-stop shop like this company that we're using, which is Butterfly, B-T-R-F dot L-Y, that had the Pleroma instance rolled up and working basically. I mean, there's a lot of, again, things that you can change and kind of tweak, but it was up and running within minutes. You know, it's 15 bucks a month, so you didn't have to go out. And get a server and then install the software and then configure the software to work. Right. So it got you 95% there and 15 bucks a month isn't all that bad. That's reasonable. Yes. And especially when you want somebody to answer your questions Mm -mm. when you have them, because without that, if you're paying somebody like five bucks a month, if you ask them more than one question every 60 days, they're like, I'm losing money. Of course, you know, it just it doesn't make sense. No. So now is the time to learn to get your own instance out there. There you go. And I was curious what our buddy Foam boy was going to say about all this, because I'm still very confused about specifics on this. Mm -hmm. And somebody on no agenda social or no authority social, most likely, or maybe it was somebody somewhere else. I don't remember, but they posted to a thread to Foam Boy and Phoenix who do the their Lotus Effect podcast. Right. That Planet Rage was taking shots at you. I'll never listen to Darren O'Neill or any of his cronies ever again.
5: (laughs) We did. I don't remember taking
4: any shots at anybody. Well, that's what I thought. And I don't normally do transcripts for this show, but I put the MP3 into one and I did a search Mm -hmm. and this is what I found. It is just a very weird situation how quickly people that were a part of the No Agenda tribe, how quickly they turned, including our buddy Foam boy in Phoenix, who are like, we're taking our fucking show off the stream. We're not even going to let them run the show. We want nothing to do with no agenda now because of all of this. And it's like, well, what's all this? I'm still looking for somebody to explain what the, all this is Mm -hmm. besides a couple of podcasters going, I don't want our name associated with, you know, anti-Jewish anti whatever Mm -hmm. violent memes that are being posted. We just don't want our name associated with it. Nobody has really been able to explain why uh, everybody's so mad at Adam because I'm like, I agree with them for I wouldn't want my name on any of that stuff either. And that was the, the whole clip that we mentioned. Yeah. Phoenix and Phoneboy Boy didn't take any yeah. shots at him whatsoever.
5: No, it's not taking a shot, it's just reporting the news, right? I think.
4: Yeah. yeah. But uh, Phoenix yeah. responded via text, of course, in the uh, Fediverse I don't listen to Planet Rage and have no reason to, to want to after <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm like, okay after right. what exactly i mean again if you would listen to the show you would understand but then they, she says phone boy and i are secure in our position and other people's opinions that publicly all caps criticize us just show the character of that person hmm which right. uh, i thought was kind of funny because then they went and did 20 rambling minutes at the beginning of their show that was more or less just Politically criticizing Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Okay. So, I mean, I was kind of confused by that. If yeah. your theory is you don't want to publicly criticize somebody or you're mad that somebody's publicly criticizing you, even though they weren't, and nobody apologized. Nobody said, sorry. Thanks for providing the clip. This other douchebag was wrong. Hmm. You know, this is, this just tells me that whatever they have gleaned. From Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak is probably wrong because they just listened to what somebody else said, like, well, Darren and Larry were taking shots at you.
5: Yeah, that's yeah, right. So if nobody listened to the show, how do they know we were taking shots? So this is third hand information, I guess. It's Somebody's interpretation of what was said on Planet Rage, I guess, right? It's
4: a beautiful thing. But I wanted to know. So I listened to their podcast because I was expecting Phoneboy you know, Boy Phoenix both called what he had prepared. A treatise, which is a very fancy word. Wait, what? Who who had prepared? I guess phone, or boy, or phone Boy mainly. Okay, All he had prepared this whole thing, and it was kind of like performance art because it was like twenty minutes, and I had to really work to cut this thing down. Very rambly, and had a bunch of movie clips interspersed, like this was some kind of Monty Python joke kind of a thing. Hmm. But it was all being interdispersed in some very uh, angry and accusatory things that were being said, which I mean, I don't understand that if you're going to want somebody to take you seriously and you're going to make this case why these people are horrible mm-hmm. and you need to get away from them. I don't know why you would then put in like little clips of like, I am one toy and you killed my father or whatever these things are.
5: Hmm. Okay.
4: But I pulled out a few clips. And I just wanted to uh,
5: (laughs) I'm going to hear these now,
4: I guess. I think it's very important because a lot of them I thought pertained to my experience with no agenda, except I just have taken things in a completely different way.
5: Okay.
6: In our opening, we used to have a clip of JCD saying, I don't know, phone boy. Now, apparently he also didn't know the guy who has been running No Agenda Social since 2019 or so, a producer who knows goes by the name of Aaron uh, or the handle of Aaron. His name is Matt Hamilton. Now, I don't fault Aaron in any of this as he was trying to make the best of a situation that was created by Adam himself. This is this is what Aaron has to say in his post. He says, lizard people don't come to me in my sleep and tell me what to do and so he then he he puts quotes of things that adam purportedly said and he says i'm often embarrassed to be associated with what is posted i mean two things i'll just
4: stop this in the middle of this one little clip okay one he used to think it was funny because he had a clip that said jcd saying i don't know who phone boy is but now it's offensive if jcd doesn't know who somebody is Hmm. just two shows ago i had a whole big bit on the show where jcd couldn't remember my name and called me the pre that was very guy. funny it was I
1: hilarious it was
5: yeah you're the pre-show guy <laughs> it was
4: hilarious and then the it last was. show i mean now adam's just like prompting him like oh yeah you know that guy that does the pre-show you know his name right like he's trying to catch him again it's like this is a game he's playing yeah. with jcd now but obviously phone boy thought it was so funny or so f- cool or so whatever that they included yeah. that in the beginning of their show but oh, now fun.
5: Okay, is it possible? because I've had a few um I guess uh, in the in the uh, you know um, posts exchanges with Phone Boy over the years and always found him very pleasant. I was yes. enjoyed you know the the, the art today with him. I don't know Phoenix, so I, I can't speak to that. I would um, agree with and, both of those. Yeah, but he seems like a very sharp guy. Um, is it possible that he that he knows that this is good grist for uh, to to get audiences triggered? And yeah yes. sort of ex- exaggerating this just you know because it makes programming sense
4: trying to be great there's a possibility he says no that was part of his treatise that this wasn't okay. being done as a pr stunt or any of that all right that this
5: is all the things that they fully believe okay tell them next time don't call it a treatise call it a manifesto yes it's a strong right. s- stronger word <laughs> yeah, manifesto is way better
4: way better <laughs> way better it's like so you okay what was the other part you, you're mad that nobody can
6: remember the name and then uh this is this is what Aaroner has to say in his post he says lizard people don't come to me in my sleep and tell me what to do and so he then he, he puts quotes of things that adam purportedly said and he says i'm often embarrassed oh, yeah, that was the other thing that kind of stuck out to me
4: that adam had purportedly said well all of this was in public
5: it was very clear that there wasn't, was, I saw those posts from my earner. I, he made a little video of it about three and a half minutes with the, uh, what was it, William Tell overture or something? Yeah, the shit I posting I
4: the history of yeah. No Agenda
5: Social in three minutes, 33 yeah. seconds. Seemed pretty clear, seemed pretty upfront, uh, I guess. Yeah.
4: But all of this has been stated again and again that all of this back and forth was in public. It was mainly things that were said on the show mm-hmm. just to the crowd in general. And I'm sure some of this maybe Adam had posted on No Agenda Social, but there was nothing. As I told you on the last show, I don't have any private conversations overall with Adam. And I don't think Aaron did really either. This was all being done in public. So this, well, this is what Adam purportedly told Aaron. It's like, well, it's all in public. You can verify. Yeah, there's nothing that anybody is missing. There was no back room chatting. There was no back messages that nobody else heard about. This was all being done in public, which, again, should take a lot of the blame on how the whole thing went down off of Adam. But people do not use logic a lot of the
6: times. To Indeed. be associated with what is posted. I wouldn't care if it didn't bear the name of our show. It hurts the show. I suspect 90% of NAS doesn't listen. I no longer like this place. It sucks. Now, now we're back to what Eriner says. It is utterly demoralizing to read Adam's quotes above. I host NAS V for V, as in value for value. If NAS isn't value, if it's the opposite and hurts the show, then what I'm doing is a waste of time. Now, whatever Adam actually communicated to Eriner about this matter, it put him in a bad position. And again, what he actually communicated with him was exactly what
4: you heard. Yeah. I think he's maybe missing out on that. And Aaron was absolutely right. And the funny thing is, from what I can tell, Aaron still in the no agenda compound. He's going to support the show and has no yeah. problem with Adam. So why everybody else does. Is is interesting.
6: But this then went on further we now know the kind of person we've blindly been supporting all of this time okay now you know you know it's about to get personal
4: larry
5: sure it is blindly now we know what the kind of person is
6: (laughs) but
4: let's remember phoenix told us it's the people that will publicly criticize somebody we know what kind of people they are
6: oh yeah and, uh, you know, there's, there's, we're, we're dropping an Easter egg in the, in the in the chat here. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, funny enough, that person is doing the kinds of things that uh, he warned himself. He warned us about and taught us how to spot in the context of running for political office or even to gain standing in his local church. It makes complete sense that Adam Curry wants to whitewash his crackpot image. Now,
4: I don't know where anybody gets the idea that Adam's trying to whitewash his image by having a social media site remove the name of no agenda because as Phoneboy will go on to mention anybody that has half a brain understands no agenda is out there 1600 episodes and everything adam said for better or for worse on that show on joe rogan on megan kelly on glenn beck on tom woods on all the
5: other shows that he's done mm-hmm. there is no whitewashing the podfather no and since you mentioned all those other uh, shows i think a lot of people fail to see or understand that one of the probably the primary most important elements of podcasting success is cross-pollination yeah. yes. and you know this has been proven to adam again and again you know he, he, he plays rogan boom donations go up listenership goes up same thing whether it's megan kelly uh anybody anybody that he that he did glenn beck right um major shot in the arm boost for the for the uh the coverage of the audience the penetration right
4: Yes, any okay. show you go on that somebody's yes. not familiar with who you are is like, oh, I'll check out their show.
5: Of course, of course. And so he knows this. I mean, he's a pro from Dover. Um, but I think a lot of people don't understand that. And when a Megan Kelly or a Rogan or somebody of that stature says, you know, I think uh, maybe we want to get uh, get that Adam Curry guy in here again. Uh, what's what's going on with him? They don't sit down and type in and start doing. They have they have people to do that for them. Okay. And they they dig into no agenda social and suddenly the fucking thing is carpeted with swastikas. Suddenly he's radioactive. Right. They don't want to book him. Cause nobody's going to sit there and make the distinction that this is not Adam Curry talking or posting. Wait a minute, that's his show. Look, look, look what his audience is. Ugh. Right. We don't want that. Right. Okay. That's that's why. And that's I'm sure that was a major factor. And what he did was, in essence, I mean, all he did was have or Aaron did was change the fucking name. I look at this thing. I can't tell it apart from the old NAS. It right. It's like, identical to me. So what's what's all the flap about? I don't get it. Well, it's because people
4: are taking this as meaning that Adam wants to get rid of the community, that he doesn't like the community anymore. And it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And that's never been what has been said. Yeah. But people read a lot into
5: things sure.
4: that just aren't there.
5: Well, I too bad if I'd known more about this in advance, I would have suggested to Eriner that instead of calling it no authority social, he call it Alan Smithy social. <laughs> I thought it would have been right? social. See now there's Well, oh, we should get well, that. We should get that. But I mean there's a thing in Hollywood where people it's you know kind of a a cousin type situation. M- many times You get a guy, it's maybe a a really good screenwriter, and he puts together a kick-ass script and a bunch of fucktards, turn it into shit. Right. And what they do is say, I don't want my name on this shit. So instead of leave my name off it, they substitute the name Alan Smithy. And once in a while, you watch a movie and you'll see in the credit crawl screenplay by Alan Smithy. That means whoever wrote this doesn't want to be associated with it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So now I'm going to be looking for that one look for it yeah they
4: have an imdb uh listing for uh, for adam smith <laughs> Bam, <laughs>
5: right? i should look that i must right <laughs> he's, he's mentioned a lot i'm sure that would be fantastic
6: <laughs> yeah. intentionally causing the destruction of something he clearly thinks damages his political ambitions or his personal image just doesn't seem all that far-fetched to me so now he's
4: destructing rather than just having the uh, the name be changed because he, he has
5: political aspirations what could, what the fuck could mayor of uh, Frank? What is it? Franklin Fredericksburg. T- uh, yeah. Frederick's 15,000 people. Yeah. What could that job possibly pay? <laughs> Nothing.
4: I mean, that I've caught, <laughs> right. I'm sure it is
5: probably pro bono. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, my buddy that runs a town out here in the Chicago suburbs, that is one of the biggest business towns. Cause it's right outside of Chicago. It is right next to midway airport there are like a thousand people or so that live in the town, but there's also a Walmart and a guitar center and all of these other, you know, there's a Costco. So the town makes a ton of money on taxes. Right. And the mayor gets like 2,500 a year. It's something like almost nothing to where like, dude, why are you even doing this job? Except, you know, he likes the town and wants to help out and, Mm -hmm. You know he's he is the only honest politician I've ever met because they do all of this stuff with businesses where they advertise bigly as CSB would say with the Chicago Bears, the White Sox, the Cubs, and the Bears wanted to like take him along on their jet to one of the you know games or something, and he's just like nope can't do it because he won't take the gifts.
5: Sure, well I mean if you want to make money in small town politics, you need to move to California. Okay, that's where it can really pay. There was a case, it's got to be 10, 15 years ago now, there's a little town, little shithole town, I might add, south of LA called Bell, Bell, California, and it just looks like any other fucking place. It's like nine strip malls and a couple of gas stations, and they had a city manager there whose annual salary was 800 grand a year. Whoa! Yeah, town of maybe, you know, I don't know, 8,000 something, it was a joke. And of course, he's 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 in jail now. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> not a surprise. Not a surprise. But for years, for years, this guy collected that jing because nobody, you know, people are fucking busy. You know, who, who knows? You know, I don't know. Do you know what the mayor of your town makes? Probably not. I I don't. This one, but you just who, who gives a fuck? So nobody did. Right. And for years, he was paying
4: himself almost a million bucks. Just keep giving yourself pay raises. And if nobody notices, nobody notices, that's the way it goes. We are so in the wrong gigs. We are.
5: We are fools. True.
6: And, uh, you know, and by attempting to whitewash his history and possibly his true beliefs, he's effectively lying to future constituents. Either that or he's been lying to us about his political views all this time. Either way, we no longer trust him.
2: Lies do not become us.
6: <laughs> See, those are the kind of little clips they kept putting in like every
4: few seconds. And now, yeah. I mean, again, Phoenix said, we do not like people talking, criticizing us publicly. And, but they have no problem going, Adam Curry's a liar. Literally just said, Adam Curry's a liar. <laughs> but just like everybody that used to say Rush Limbaugh lies about everything, I was like, well, give me an, some very specific examples, please. And then I will believe you if you give me specific examples. Right. Nobody comes up with those. That's amazing. It is.
6: With Adam's attempts to distance himself from the community, John's inability to remember major contributors that don't involve money and a few other issues that I'm not going to discuss. We made the decision to cede from the agenda. Stop.
5: Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Few other issues not to be discussed. That's a mm -hmm. that's a loaded uh, gun right there. What does that mean? That means we know other things, Larry, but we're not going to say them. Oh, I see. Okay. there's other things that we're not going to mention.
4: The why? And you've not given anything in this 20 minute treatise treatise has not given anything that was specific or anything. Why? And here's a quick little 14 second. I forget. I should have labeled these a little better, but I have them in order. So at least I did that part while cutting this thing up.
6: Now, as for the immediate fallout of NASGATE, we decided to set up our own private Mastodon instance, LotusEffect.Social. This is currently a private instance for us, as well as close friends and family of the Lotus Effect. It gives us a lot more control over our presence online and our brand. See, here's where I thought was the hypocrisy
4: of why would you do this? And then I'm starting one, but I'm not opening it up to all the Nazis. <laughs> but I, I can't understand why you wanted to get rid of that one. But I'm not going to have the Nazis and the people. I'm not opening it up to everybody on in our instance. It doesn't make sense. No, it does not make any sense. It's like you're doing the right thing by not opening it up to everybody because that is an insane thing to do in today's world. I would
5: think. Yeah. Yes. If you're not Elon Musk, you do not open up your social media to the world. I mean, I have very small, a couple of uh, groups over at Facebook for my show. And every so often, you know, I get to just, uh, you know, kick somebody out of it because they're just posting the most obnoxious shit. And it's, you know, Totally small time compared to the no agenda, uh, um, you know. The tribes, right? The tribe, you know. It's you know it's infinitesimal by comparison. But I don't want that shit. You know, it's it says that Larry Show, and I don't want that there. If it was just you know some random, um, vague name, oh, who gives a shit? But it's it's my name, so I, I'm I don't want that there. So I, I totally get why Adam did that. Totally. No Beret says, but Darren, no, I don't like Nazis either. Can we still be
4: friends? <laughs> no, 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 Beret, we can't. It's no parade. No, no parade. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> but the the concept here between Phoenix and Foam Boy is they met through no agenda and they even wanted Adam to officiate their wedding as this clip talks about. Oh, there's a romance there. Really? Yeah. Is that a fact? Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Well, uh, okay. you know, phone boy got divorced and then he
5: moved out know. to where yes. Phoenix was.
4: And um, yes. and they met because of no
5: agenda. Wait a minute. So phone boy knew this lady before he left. I think he was on the West Coast. Correct. Yeah. 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 Near the Ben so Rose they, land. They, so they had kind of an online thing and then he moved to, I think, Tennessee. Yeah. Is that? I believe is that, right? that is accurate. Oh, wow. That's quite a story. I didn't know that. And it's a good story. It is a good story.
6: No agenda is ultimately responsible for how Phoenix and I even met to recognize this. uh, We had asked Adam to uh, officiate our eventual wedding when we met him in Charleston at a meetup last year. And we and and it it was tended right before. I mean, literally like the day or two before we moved into our new home together.
7: Yeah, we literally left from Charleston, South Carolina to come back to Tennessee and pick up the keys from the agency that was currently no longer, however, handling our rental. And
4: so you can see how things kind of kept going on and off the rails with this, uh, right, with this right. story. Yes. I
7: mean, it, it was huge. I know you all have heard us talk about the fact that phone boy had a dream about um, giving Adam Curry a hug.
4: So Adam, phone boy had a dream about giving Adam Curry a hug. Now he loves Adam Curry way more than I do, obviously, because I've never had a dream about giving Adam Curry a hug. Why not? I don't know. Maybe I should. I'll try. (laughs) I'll I'll do positive. What do you do? Like when you try to control your own dreams, I'll be like, when I drift off to sleep tonight, I'll be like,
5: dream of hugging Adam. Dream of hugging Adam. Why don't you astrally project to Adam's bedroom? (laughs) That's creepy. Just sneak in there, you know, yeah. Just, just float above, you know, vault plane over his bed, looking down. Adam,
4: Adam, (laughs) (laughs) your house is now haunted. (laughs)
7: And since the very early days, he has talked about John C. Dvorak way back before No Agenda when he used to have tech shows and was the cranky tech geek and all of that. So this has not been an easy decision for phone boy or myself to distance ourselves, not only from no agenda, but also from the fact that we no longer take the position that we want Adam to officiate our eventual nuptials.
5: I think everybody would have figured that part out. So he's been hired. He's been fired before he was hired. Yes. But you, you, you had him
4: at such a level that you wanted him to be the guy to be the one to marry you. Yeah. Hopefully something the last time you're ever going to do that. Get married. It's forever. It's true love. You want this guy to do it. But then you turn on him and he's a liar. And we see really he's white trying to whitewash his
5: image. Yeah. Well, you know, as the host of uh, the uh, on hiatus center Sunday, I am ordained in several faiths, Darren. And I, I you know, for a fee, I could step in at Adam's shoes and I'll perform that that wedding. Well, you are
4: a giver, Larry. That is what people say about you.
5: <laughs> do they say that? You're always spreading love in good times. <laughs> You're, you know, I keep a pocket full of rose petals at all times just for that purpose. I and do. you should. Yes, yes.
6: Now, like I, like I said, uh, people have claimed we built the Lotus Effect on the backs of no agenda. Because they did. I just want to say that. Because I'm going to like, say right yeah. out with that,
4: Ryan Bemrose and I built grumpy old Benz on the back of No Agenda. I built random thoughts on the back of No Agenda. Unrelenting, same thing. This show, partially on the back of No Agenda and partially on the back of the That
5: Larry Show crowd. And random thoughts, yeah. So it was a troika, it was a three-legged stool, but definitely, I mean, this this wouldn't have gotten to where it is without No Agenda, no question.
4: No, No because before my shows were on the No Agenda stream and I was a part of the No Agenda community, like three people listened. So there's no question when your show has been run on the stream, you've done multiple live shows right after no agenda. Sure. That is a huge reason why any show that has that capability is going to benefit and to not even admit to not even say thank you, not even Mm -hmm. to have any, and they talk about gratitude in one point. I don't even know if it's any in any of these clips, but it's like, you're not showing any gratitude back at all. It's like, yeah. even if you have a disagreement with somebody, it's like, you are burning everything to the ground. As you'll see in one of these clips here. I mean, we only got a couple minutes left, but there's, they on this topic, but they even yeah. go after things like, you know, calling people douchebags and all of that. It's like, you were a part of this community and you got all the jokes. And now all of a sudden, every little bit of it, it's like, once you get divorced from somebody, Everything they did that you loved before. Now you hate. That's what we got going here. Absolutely what we've got going here.
6: I find that a hilariously bad take that ignores the fact that no agenda itself is built on the backs of producers just like you, which is how listeners have been referred to since the very early days of the show. Try
8: ruling the world sometime.
6: Yeah. So when I used to be a proud, I used to be proud to be called a no agenda producer. I now find it offensive. It's now offensive to be
4: called oh, a no agenda it. producer. Wow! Wow! Overreact mm. much? I mean, this whole thing. I was waiting for answers. I was trying to be entertained and enlightened with some kind of uh, facts. Yeah. But well, well,
5: yesterday Adam
4: said he still loved
5: everybody and forgave them. So
4: when oh, yeah. that is the best thing to do, and I tell you. Once you realize it, there are a lot of people in the world who want to throw negativity at you, that want to throw hate at you. If somebody comes right up to you and like, go fuck yourself, I hate you. And you say, that's okay. I love you, brother. Nothing gets them angrier than that. <laughs> Nothing gets them angrier than that. I mean, Dvorak and I know the, the people aren't like not understanding a lot of the shtick because in no agenda yesterday there where they were talking about what makes an evangelical and adam was going yes. down the list he's like oh yeah that's me that's me that's me you know and right. he's like oh no you know i you know s- tell everybody even all the people that are leaving you know i love them and Dvorak's like yeah that's what you say <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> like but it's it's shtick, it's entertainment it's For the sure. whole they've never had a fight and you're right. missing. I just can't believe anybody's like, well, I used to be very proud to be a no agenda producer. And now it's like now it's offensive. It's offensive. Yeah.
6: Well, but why? now find it offensive kind of behavior we want to separate ourselves from. It sets an unrealistic short expectation.
7: Short God damn it. Whoa. Yeah. It
6: sets an unrealistic expectation that everyone in their audience is somehow obligated to contribute to the show in some way.
4: Well, that's how value for value works. Uh, phone boy. You contribute True. in some way anyway. Yeah. Maybe you make music. Maybe you make art. Maybe you just tell a friend about the show. All tell of those friend, things.
5: Pass a link. Yeah, uh-huh. Sure. Mm-hmm.
6: The hosts of No Agenda frequently berate their listeners to just send their cash, to quote a clip of George W. Bush that has been played on their show numerous times. I guess
4: that's bad, too. I guess they're horrible for saying, just send your money. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Every podcast in the world is now horrible. Yeah
6: listeners who don't have donate have been called douchebags both by the hosts and fellow producers have been it's a running gag for like yes 10 15 years god wow which suggests they feel every one of their producers owes them something seems like it's money to me but what do i know obviously not much phone boy obviously not much Mm. The other two T's of time and talent don't matter so much, I guess. But before you go on about how they crowdsource their show art, listen closely to some of the shit that's been said about the art that isn't chosen. It's clear they're all about the Benjamins, or at least the boob donations.
0: There's a shortage of perfect breasts in this world.
6: And again, the
4: trying to be cute with those little audio clips. Annoying, but that maybe is just me missing out on the the style. As somebody that has done more, contributed more pieces of art to the No Agenda Art Generator, than every other artist except for CSB. Mm-hmm. I've gotten my share of negative comments. I always thought they were funny. Sure, yeah.
5: Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I've heard them.
4: <laughs> it's like sometimes they're, yeah. they're better than the uh, good comments. Mm-hmm. This whole concept, like, well, you're not uh, showing any gratitude. You're not thankful for what you're getting. It's like, that's all bullshit. And to me, it's just weird because obviously Foam Boy and Phoenix now believe Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. In all the true believers of no agenda, everybody has moved over to dimension B. And they're the only ones that are righteous. When I feel the exact opposite, like, wow, they've crossed over. And I don't know if you can ever get back from that. I don't know if you can now communicate with phone boy. They'll probably block me because we covered this on the show or something like that. But it's yeah. like, it seems to me that they've gone completely dimension B because they were so far ingrained and are now on the exact opposite side for no reason. Again, we're still not being given any kind of factual reason why they feel this way besides no Agenda Social being shut down, which was Aaroner's decision. It's weird. But we're almost done. We're we're almost done with this.
6: Yeah. Uh, like i like i said uh, people have claimed we built the lotus effect on the backs of no agenda i find that a hilariously bad take sorry same one i guess that's the one we just got through here was this let's see no problem political ambitions it provides excellent cover for what we
4: or did we just double up on that one or maybe he said it twice that's always possible that could be sure
6: fact on the backs of no agenda i find that a hilariously bad take that ignores the fact that no agenda itself is built on the back it sets an unrealistic expectation
7: god damn it yeah it's, it's an
6: unrealistic x laid on their on show this. numerous times listeners who don't have donate have been called douchebags both by the hosts and fellow producers which suggests they feel every one of their producers owes them something seems like it's money to me but what do i know the other two t's of time and talent don't matter so much i guess but before you go on Here, based think- on the historical numbers that have been shared with me privately by parties yes. familiar
4: with the matter sorry i just doubled up maybe- the and, and when That's i so explored this this
6: was another very uh mainstream media kind of comment here
1: okay it would be a pity to damage yours
6: yeah based on the historical numbers that have been shared with me privately by parties familiar with the matter so
4: based on somebody who shared the no agenda numbers
6: uh yeah phone
5: boy uh-huh
6: at best maybe two percent of listeners to no agenda contribute financially Less- which is exactly what curry has always said he's
5: always said that he's always said it's about two percent and that sounds and that's pretty accurate for any any enterprise like that sure
6: than that surely contribute in other ways the art generator chapters and even the operation of no agenda social itself are among the visible examples of this along with resources i myself have created and people still use and i'm not getting rid of by the way because i don't want to punish the the average no agenda listener on every live show someone usually posts a link to the page where i describe how to configure an irc client to access the no agenda troll room just so you know i tend to leave these resources where they're at for the time being but now based on recent recent donation segments I suspect the number of people donating has dropped to sub 1%, and that listenership is way down from what it once was. This, too, is contributing to Adam Curry's desire to execute this exit strategy that he's been joking about with John C. Dvorak for years. So they
4: really believe that Adam is now executing an exit strategy, and that's Mm -hmm. what this is all about. The exit strategy out of no agenda. They see it
6: coming. Yes. Now, whether Adam is serious or not with his purported political ambitions, it provides excellent cover for what we believe is about to happen. Our prediction is that no agenda will disappear for good during 2024. Now, we're not trying to speak it in the universe, mind you, but it's clear the direction this is heading and it's not good. So they're predicting no agenda will be gone
4: before the end of this year hmm. In answering our buddy, Surly mofo. We are not playing phone boy at 1.5 speed. My wife swore this had to be recorded when we were listening to it live. Yeah. I would say he could give Ben Shapiro a run for his money. And I noticed this with Phoneboy boy when he was going through his divorce and a horrible time. He was under a lot of stress. He spoke sure. really fast when he moved to Nashville or wherever he is down in Tennessee and got together with Phoenix. He started talking quite a bit more slowly. So I think this nice. is
5: totally stressing him out. Wow. I don't know why. I don't know. So it, it's just unfathomable to me how something like this can be so, you know, so important and so, so yes. stressful. So I just I just don't get it. But,
6: hey, you know, to and, each his own. Yes. The last clip from Foam Boy. Now, the delicious irony in all of this, and almost too delicious to believe, of course, uh, is that Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak spent 16 years training people to spot people just like them. Once you see the truth, as we have, you can't unsee it. Once you see the truth, Larry, Mm.
4: you can't unsee it. (laughs) They taught us how to spot the people like them. Mm. Again, this is where the dimension B fully comes in. Yeah,
5: yeah.
6: Based on the feedback we've gotten from our pedal heads and the comments from others formerly on No Agenda Social, we do not appear to be alone in our assessment of the situation. People have clearly woken up and are done being devalued by the crackpot and buzzkill. The only difference is we have our own platform and aren't afraid to use it to stand up for what we believe in. And uh, I'm not
4: afraid to do the same thing right back at you, my friend. And I don't do this with any kind of malice. It's like I just still can't comprehend and feel like everything. That he is saying and Phoenix are saying is completely outside the realm of my reality, anyway, and the truth Mm -hmm. that I see. Yeah. Because I have a lot of experience being a no agenda producer who does not donate a lot of money. I mean, I donated a decent amount of cash from saying my art that won that get made onto t shirts. I don't even want my third, send it all to no agenda. So I think. Overall, it's nice. added up. Pretty we're probably,
5: yeah.
4: you know, probably close between all the money that we have uh, made. off to ask the no agenda shop guys where we're at because it's been about six months or a year since I've even asked. We're probably mm-hmm. at close to the three thousand dollar range. Okay, which over seven years or so is not. It's not a ton. No, it's nice. So I'm, I'm not like uh, any of these grand duke folks who have given thirty three thousand yeah. plus. Yeah. Mm -mm. and i support the show in ways that are not monetary and i have been valued quite a bit just personally i have never felt devalued never and if anything adam and john have gone out of their way to show value Now, other people may have completely different experiences i do not question that but i would like to know why? Give me some very specific reasons about what happened between Adam and you, phone boy. Because if this is all like, well, Adam did this to somebody else and he said this on the show, and part of this shtick is everybody's a douchebag, if all of a sudden that's the stuff that's bothering you, you may need to kind of figure out why. Yeah. But I have two quick little clips from Phoenix. Enjoy. The
7: word that I think could best dis, uh, describe the whole situation is disappointment, because the saying that "never meet your idols, never meet your heroes." Yeah, it's really true, because now that we have fully seen um, who Adam is as a person, like we've been listening to to John devalue. Producers for as long as we've been, li- uh, myself personally, I've been listening to John devalue the producers for a good long time. And I think, much like a lot of other people in the No Agenda community, I just glazed over Adam's barbs and paper cuts.
4: Okay, one snowflake and two again. This is the woman who, in hearing that we took shots at them, said, You know what kind of person publicly criticizes someone. <laughs> that's this woman that just said now that we see what kind of real person adam curry is mm. and yes sir omaha points out they had to have other people donate to get me to the uh, to the round table and then i paid that back i did pay that back because i felt like a douchebag if i can use that terminology when uh, they, people <laughs> wanted to get me to get they're like no you got to be a knight man you're doing all this stuff you got to be a knight And somebody came in with the final three little over 300. I think it was Mm -mm. to get me to that point to be the night. And I never did get my ring or send in for any of that. So I've got to do that. I'm very late. Yeah. Well, but it's like, that just proves that point that it's like, it's not about money. It's about supporting the show. It's about, you know, posting stuff on X and posting stuff on, you know, the Fetty and all
5: of this kind of stuff. Well, I mean the value that, that, I mean, my experience has been you turned me on to the show. Okay, I I'd, I'd never heard of it. I certainly knew about Adam Curry, um, but I didn't know he was doing this podcast. And I started listening right at the dawn of the COVID shit show. Right, and i I can't I I, I can't say enough of about about how much listening to those guys twice a week helped me through that very dark period in time. You know they they were they were they were beyond a resource. They were like uh, Heaven sent, really. Um, and, and for that, I'll be forever grateful. You know, and just all the other stuff, like doing this show with you now and so forth, that's just gravy. But, you know, outside of, of how it's benefited you and me personally with this podcast, just anybody randomly listening to that. I mean, talk about value. Holy shit. I, I, could, I can't think of any other entertainment uh, uh, outlet that, that could compare. Anywhere. None. No, they were saying the things nobody else would say at that point. Yeah. And even to the even to the point of, uh, you know, I, I I sent 150 bucks to some fucking address in India <laughs> to get oh, a load the, of ivermectin. Right. You know, right. I couldn't find that anywhere. That was thank you very much, Adam. You know, he he made that happen. And I'm sure at some personal peril, some fucktard at the N.A.S. or, or the rather or the, uh, the uh, uh, NSA or whatever, they, they, there, was, there was a huge um, government pushback against that. Um, and it it took a lot of balls for him to do that. And I really applaud it.
4: Yeah, which is why having people that were really deeply steeped in the community that when you make that quick change, it is bizarre. And it's even worse to me when you're like, Well, I've been seeing this for years. It's like, well, why didn't you say anything then? If you were having yeah. a problem with this for years. Yeah. And I've got one last fourteen second clip, and then we can be on to more fun things. Right.
7: We're not judging and we're just asking.
4: Okay, but I think you are. <laughs> I
7: think you are absolutely <laughs>
5: judging. That's rich. We're not judging. Uh-huh. That's an ISO right there. It we're is. We're
4: not judging. <laughs> right? It's like, that's it. It's like, that's, I don't.
5: Nope.
4: <laughs> My head's about to explode.
7: We're not judging and we're just asking that everyone give us the same respect and kind. Do not harshly judge us for our decision to put on our own to put on our own oxygen masks. That is all I have to say.
4: Yeah. Nobody cares about the decision that was made. And he went on phone boy did in this uh, entreaties. Nobody cares that you decided to move on from the no agenda community. It was what you did by talking this way for an extended period of time and telling anybody that would listen that Adam Curry's a liar, that John C. Dvorak devalues people. He doesn't care what your name is. They only want you to send in money. They have no gratitude. Like, wow, what a lack of
5: gratitude from you two. I mean, it is very disappointing. It is. It's kind of, it's kind of sad, but uh, you know, I wish them both well and, uh, and uh, you know, their new endeavor and uh, you know, that's that. So it's it's too bad, but that's the way it is. I mean, people are going to do that.
4: (laughs) Yes. And I only, it's going to happen. I cover this mainly because I thought it was worthy due to our audience overlapping quite a bit. And I'm just also trying to get that double bias. Like, uh, did I miss something? You know what, you know, could somebody ever give me any information like that shows any of this stuff has any validity? Cause as of yet, nobody yeah. will. And yes, the, uh, did in the troll room? His take, I think, is partially correct that a lot of people do have a problem when somebody finds religion. And it's very weird that they don't think he's one of them anymore. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I'm assuming Foam Boy maybe does the holy herb as well with the weed. I know that uh, Phoenix does a show called Coffee and Chronics. So I'm assuming she smokes weed. And now that Adam doesn't, maybe this is like, wow, you don't smoke anymore. And you found religion. Now you're, you're not one of us. You're one of them square Mm -hmm. dudes. It's weird. It is very weird. It is weird. It's like, let people do whatever they want. Just treat them nicely. And don't say that people that speak critically in public of people are douchebags and then go do this. That would be that was one if that if that hadn't been there, if they hadn't taken a swipe, not them, but one of their listeners obviously had taken a swipe at Planet Rage for throwing shots at him. It's like, well, we didn't. We were very careful not to. We were just trying to tell a story. But now the shots have been fired more than even in Chicago this week. Yes. And (laughs) the other reason was that just pushed me over the edge when we get to the donation segment Adam mentions that the Phoenix and phone boy thing is the most baffling to him. So I wanted to bring as much information as we could. And the reality is as sad as some of it is, it was good content. It was funny content. It It was was very reactable content, which is what makes planet rage a thing. Yeah. It wasn't keith olberman but it was good. no no i mean they they have to work to be keith overman <laughs> but i mean maybe on their shows they can get better and then they can have more triggering stuff and then everybody uh everybody wins but i've got a clip here it's a little one minute clip that uh you may have gotten it as well because our buddy srinivas murty sent it in uh, okay that was um uh, a video over on you or on Twitter that was originally i think on TikTok that was a woman doing just straight up front so nobody gets confused don't want to lie to anybody doing a Kamala Harris
5: impersonation oh she's fantastic she is so fucking good yeah.
4: this is a this very, is a great
5: um it's awesome.
4: this is yeah. a great palate cleanser after the last yes. subject <laughs> yes yes
0: well i'm really confident we're going to win because we're going to cheat, okay? We're going to cheat. And we have so many different ways how we're going to accomplish that. First of all, we're flooding the country with new voters. I was in charge of ignoring the border in order to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. the laugh is perfect. Cackles, cackles.
4: Yes, hear. it is. It's a cackle. It's not a laugh. Yeah.
0: We're going to release a deadly virus. Virus disease called X. Elon Musk can't have all the fun. <laughs> you know, once we fearmonger the fuck out of everyone, okay, we're gonna go ahead and instill mail in voting. That's how we won last time. Ooh, we've weaponized our entire Department of Justice to go after our opponent, right? And, you know, if all else fails, we'll release the holograms of the aliens and burn the fucking country down. You know, whatever it takes.
4: <laughs> Genius.
0: Go, America.
4: <laughs> now, the, the trolls Fantastic. are pointing out exactly what I had thought when listening to that was they needed to throw
5: in some more random word salad. Yes. Yes. She was too. Uh, she was too articulate. She needed to be to dumb it down. Yes, this sounded yes. like Kamala
4: actually went to school and learned some yeah. words, and mm-hmm. uh, that's not what we're used to. But the, the vocal characteristics, right on.
5: Yeah, even, I mean, she doesn't resemble her. She's an attractive woman, but sort of she, she channeled Kamala's face as she right. did this thing in, in the videos. She's really excellent, really. It's like it does take talent especially to be
4: able to oh, stay yeah. in character. And I don't know how many takes or how many little bits you put together. Cause I've tried to do voices and then you, we can very quickly jump out of it. Like uh, I was trying to do the Wolfman Jack voice yesterday because it was his birthday yeah. oh, and it's hard. Man. I mean, some of those it's some oh, accents yeah, so. are easy. Some voices are easier, but others, yeah. you have to change things depending on the, you know, the words
5: sure. that, uh, you can easily. Uh, Wolfman's probably tougher on the voice than Alex Jones. Yeah. Because it's higher. It is that. You got to get,
4: Yeah, gotta, come on, baby. You got to get right on in there. You know, it's yeah. that little bit of a higher, where Alex yeah. is just pure gr- anger. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor Alex Jones. Now you've got, oh, you've got uh, the Dana White. Well, you've got Dana White. I've got the other dudes. Maybe we can start with your Dana White. Okay. Because I have the, uh, the boxer, the whatever you call it, the ultimate oh, fighting the, dude. The
5: MMA fighter that uh, he's referring to. Yeah, this is good. You know, this is good. This is fortuitous. Yes. We're on the same page. We are.
3: <laughs> about, like, you obviously give a long leash to your fighters about, you know, what they can say when they are up there with the UFC microphone and you are getting into territory of homophobia, transphobia. Like,
9: is there. I don't give anybody a leash.
3: Well, I'm saying you. A leash? I'm st- like free speech. Control when, what
4: people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people. I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to think, and there's no leashes on any of them. What is your question?
3: I was asking that <laughs> question. I'll move on though.
4: Yeah, uh, probably a good idea. You should, that's ridiculous to say. I Give somebody a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say whatever they want, and they can believe whatever they want.
5: Not in Canada where this was not in Canada, not in Canada. No, you know, however, he's, I think you may see some. Well, it depends on the thing, but there's, he's, he may be surprised. Imagine if one of his fighters stepped into that, what is it? An octagon or a cage, or whatever. I'm not an MMA guy. I'm a, I like, I like the squared circle in boxing, as you know, but imagine if one of those guys went in there with like a, you know, wearing a swastika or something. Right. <laughs> you're showing it yeah, be, it's the image again it's that yeah you know, you know it might be you no know, when it's one guy just mouthing off as as I, we're about to hear i'm sure after a fight well that's all him you know it's not dana white it's not ufc it's whatever the fuck his name is and that's cool um but when suddenly it is splashing it, when there's spill out or spillage onto a brand mm, things get much more complicated then yes i mean
4: you notice even in the most uh Hardcore wrestling, lower levels, you know, not up to the WWE now. I always want to see WWF yeah. from the olden days. Right. But you know, nobody's coming out in a Nazi uniform. No. Because they'd be like, no, 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 no. I mean, that would be the perfect character to hate, sure. Of course but. It would.
5: Yeah, the ultimate heel. Yeah, come out as uh, clown. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Sure.
4: But there are certain things that just they won't do because it would damage the brand yeah. too greatly. Mm hmm. And it's interesting because this guy's going to say stuff that maybe will upset, but he's all right. It's free speech. You're a fighter. You're not a part. You know, you fight here, but I'm guessing he's not employed. And it's a case where people get prize money and stuff like that. Mm. But I thought the interaction here between uh, Sean Strickland and a few of the journalists was very entertaining at the very least so they
1: let you into canada
10: oh this fucking guy yeah man fucking here it was actually really easy to get in here really easy yeah
5: sean uh, neil davidson from the canadian press welcome hmm. to canada
10: oh congratulations yeah <laughs> fucking the canadian press man were you a uh, were you a uh, covid bank account stealer too were you on board with
5: that <laughs> oh this is I, good
10: i know it's like we're just, which one well, were think. you there's a few different yeah. ones which asshole were you exactly <laughs> Mm. no I, uh, are you left wing or right wing were you a were you a trudeau we got one of the we got one of the fucking commies with a press we got to know where this man stands were you non-bias i think i will lost the questions here oh he thinks ask. Oh, yeah. oh,
5: we'll you lost <laughs> you know what that's our show title because i have two more clips and that's ex- the same fucking things with these assholes always i'm asking the questions it always comes back to that. They, they are authoritarian. That's, it's so funny that that asshole just said that. Cause you're going to hear that again from some other clips I have. Well, that's it. I'm asking the questions. I'm you will answer me. You will end the fuck. I will. I'll, I'll ask the questions if I feel like it. Yeah. I think I'll ask the questions here.
10: Oh, he thinks you'll ask Oh, yeah, we fucking know. Maybe I should just pass on this motherfucker. He's going to go back. He's yeah. going to go back and fucking give my bank account information of fucking Trudeau.
5: <laughs> yeah. I like well, this it's guy. It's probably a good bank account. Uh, uh, I wanted to ask you about really. what life has been like as a champion. I'm sure there have been a lot of pluses, but maybe a few minuses. You're you're in the public eye now. What what has it been like in the short time since you've had the belt?
10: Oh, man. Uh, fucking, guys, nothing changes, man. You go to Walmart, you get recognized more. But, like, you know, my bank account's a little bigger. I mean, it's a little bigger. It's not much bigger. It was a little bigger. I'm not going to fucking retire after this one when I lose, you know. I'm not gonna go lay in a fucking bathtub without flower petals, but I don't know, man. Like, do you guys think that you get a belt and like everything changes? Like, what do you think it happens? Like, I get a belt and everything, like all of a sudden, like my dick's made of gold. Like, what do you guys think happens? <laughs> I'm get- I like, I've never heard that one, but I like it.
5: Golden dick. Yeah. yeah.
10: Yeah. Like, what do you think? You know, nothing changes. I'm still the same asshole. I just have this the metal. I don't. I'm sure it's not even gold. I just have a fucking metal, gold-plated belt in front of me. <laughs> hey Sean over here um, I saw you train with Johnny Eblin oh, a Canadian That's right you're not a dirty liberal though. I've known you for a while. you don't ruin our friendship. Are you a fucking liberal? I'm not a liberal no. okay I didn't vote for Trudeau. Um, Johnny Eblin uh, what was it like in a train? With well you say a liberal for Trudeau? No, no, no! I said I was. I, I did not vote for Trudeau. Oh, there we go. This guy's the fucking man. This not the guy. This guy's for the fucking opposition, man. Who who gave this guy a fucking press badge? And like, you look at me, and I'm an asshole. I'm making fun of this liberal fuck, you know. Like, (laughs) no offense, man. I mean, you know, we, we all, we. I guess we need fucking liberals, you know. Um, Kind of, maybe, maybe not, but. You look at me and I say hard shit. Like I make fun of my co main event. I say hard shit. I'm like, oh, Sean, I'm not an asshole. I'm fucking, I say everything. I'm just saying what you're thinking.
4: Um, I did. I mean, which is exactly what Bandrew said this show was. So, I mean. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We are right there with Sean Strickland. We're just saying what you're thinking.
8: Yeah. I did want to ask, you know, you're in Toronto. Welcome. Glad to hear it. It's been great. Are you Canadian? Uh, of course I am.
10: Are you part of the fucking opposition? Are uh, you? Uh,
8: I don't know how to phrase that. You, I mean,
10: you got to like fucking. Uh, yeah. Well, I did want to ask. Did you, you know, vote for Trudeau? uh you know i'm not gonna say yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something right now if a man says he's not gonna say like if you ask a motherfucker did you vote for biden he's like well i'm not gonna say that's none of your of business he, he voted for fucking biden yep it's exactly
9: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a tell <laughs> nobody ever says they're not gonna say if they're no. if the answer that you want to hear if they have that one they'll give it to you otherwise it's no 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 i won't say
10: thank you mm. move along please so, so hey
8: sean i'm glad you had great experiences. so
10: this is this but, is what i'm talking about you guys the enemy the enemy of canada sure, sure. All that's
8: right. what it's got to be it's got to be hmm. uh we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian yeah. community in this city i did want to ask you something you wrote a couple of years ago you said if i had a gay son i would think I'd- oh look another another and, i'm saying yes. the swamp you guys I'm a swamp to- you- and it's interesting it's like on something you wrote years ago i'd like to
4: ask
5: you about that today of course of course yeah
8: you become a champion. You become a star, and and someone
10: says. Let me ask oh, you something. You, had you, had the, you, are you are you are you gay? Have no, had the chance are to you, interact with are, a more diverse? Are you? Let me know. Are you gay? Can I hear? Can I get an answer? Well, no. I'm asking. I'm, this is probably. Are you? Are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son, then he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay. You'd be like, oh man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid. No problem with it. Oh man, well, you, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, <laughs> you're. Po- <laughs>
4: I mean, you know, I don't totally agree with that, but I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like, this is freedom of speech. And they're, the beautiful thing is, on both sides, the other guy's still going along with them and he's still asking his questions and they're going, and they understand that it's part of a shtick. That, oh, this is entertainment.
5: Yes. Of course. Which, which I'm sure whatever the fuck MMA is, ultimately, it's all entertainment,
4: right? Everything is. I mean, that's when it comes yeah. down to it, that's even. You know, the realization that all these sports have come to, including NASCAR, the auto racing, you know, they're deadly Mm -hmm. sports. You could die real quick, but they realize it's all
5: entertainment. It so much is. And it's always I guess that's sort of that, uh, you know, that uh, what you would call this sort of sheathing or coating that's been on on, uh, on on professional athletics for a long time is sort of peeling off like old paint you know it always annoyed me that these people would say that you know pick your pick your athletic superstar from whatever sport i don't give a shit and people say uh, he's a role model you know how can you have used steroids you know whatever right. the fuck like no, no he's not he's not a fucking role model what he is is he's a he's an athlete who he's an entertainer who makes who, who entertains people by being an athlete right, right? nobody gave a shit that Keith Richards was mainlining heroin for 30 fucking years or any other or any other rocker or actor or anything. You know, they didn't expect any of those guys to be role models, you know, but there was always that that sort of that requirement of uh, of athletes. And it's it's totally idiotic. Yes.
4: I don't know why they should be held to a much higher standard. No, No. it's like if they're good at what they do, they should be rewarded for it, which is why I never have watched. Pro basketball regularly. Now, I've seen a few of the postseason games when the Bulls were on their run, but I was never big into Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen. But I really appreciated Dennis Rodman because the guy was so entertaining.
5: Totally. Sure. Sure. Yes.
4: And was very good at his job. That was the thing. All of the distractions that he would give. But he'd get out on the court and he would be the best damn defender that anybody could ask for. Yeah. He'd bring down the ball more than anybody could ask for. He would do his job and mm-hmm. get under people's skin. And that was a big part of it as well. Cause you want to get under yeah. the other side's skin.
5: Well, you know, they all, even guys like Rodman and everything, they owe a tremendous debt, I think to Joe Namath because he was the first one that sort of broke that code um, with, was it super, super Bowl super one or two, um, the one where he was playing against, uh, what the fuck is that other guy? Um, Johnny Unitas, Baltimore Colts versus who? I don't know. Oh, Jets. When I saying? of course, Namath it was a jet and you know, there were the pre, the pregame interviews. They go to Johnny. You know what? Do you what? What's your prediction? I think is and Johnny said what every fucking athlete was expected to say. Well, they got a great club and we got a great club and we're just going to go out there and do our best and you know see what happens. And then they turn to Joe and say, Well, what, what do you think is going to happen, Joe? And he says, Oh, we're going to kick their ass. That <laughs> was like holy shit, the fucking world. That wasn't sportsmanlike, you know. Yeah, but it was the truth. And then he made good on that claim. And I think Namath was the first guy, the first big, big, big-time professional athlete ever to do that. Yeah, to not give the safe answer. Yeah, yeah. And it adds to a lot of entertainment. Hell yeah, and he was enormously entertaining. As I was a small kid when he was a superstar in New York. But I'm telling you, in, at that time in New York, he was far, far bigger locally Than Muhammad Ali ever was around the world. I mean, there wasn't a fucking day went by when there wasn't a picture of Broadway Joe on the cover of the Daily News in his white mink coat. Well, yeah, because he's your guy. He's your city. He represents your city. At two in the morning, you know, with a blonde on each arm, and he's got a fucking game in the morning. I mean, holy shit, that guy was just, he was worshiped. He was. And rightfully so. He did the job. Yeah,
10: he did the job. He did the job great. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that matters. Yep. Part of the fucking problem, you elected Justin Trudeau. Like, would you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And and the fact that the fact that you have no fucking backbone, and, and has he shut down your fucking country and sees bank accounts, you ask me some stupid shit like that, go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. <laughs> <doesn't
8: really>
10: <laughs> Welcome wow. to Planet Rage, Sean
5: Strickland. Wow, man, oh man, oh man.
4: We know what this guy's going to be doing when he's done with his fighting career. Oh yeah. He's going to be on this show or he's going to Hell make yeah. one just
5: like it. <laughs> yeah. Let's extend the invitation now. Uh, come on down, <laughs> Sean. Fully booked. Yeah. You are perfect for this show. Yeah. And
4: if we ever get into a bar fight, we're just like this guy. Talk to Question.
3: Sean. Uh-huh. I want
8: to ask also things you said about the trans community. You said uh, this past October, when they announced the Bud Light sponsorship, that you'd go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have to accept me or denounce me when uh, when they know what and they'll know what they stand for. Are you? This
10: still- guy's like, hey, this Canadian is not that Canadian. Are you still going
8: to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the
10: thing about Bud Light. 10 years ago to be trans was a, what? A mental fucking illness. And now all of a sudden people like you have fucking weaseled your way in the world. Y- you are, you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit. You're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know What? You're right. Fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. World say no. There are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about you know who they could fucking school. I don't want my kids being taught about you know their sexual preference. Like, dude, this guy is the fucking enemy. Uh, you want to look at the fucking enemy to our world? It's that motherfucker right there asking these stupid fucking questions. Sorry, I'm. I told you, she has to be nicer. Lance, Lance, am I am I still good with this? Am I? Did I cross any lines? A little. What the fuck? I didn't say the f word. You just brought this fucking guy here to piss me off.
5: I didn't say the f word more than two hundred times. Yeah,
4: barely ever. Hardly. You yeah. couldn't even. Couldn't even now, get to the limit.
5: Okay, so like I said, I don't know shit from UFC, whatever. So is he kind of? Is that the league he's in? Is it the Dana White league? Is it you
4: know, Dana White? Yeah, White. he's the one that owns that, runs it, whatever right. it is. Okay, and he fights right. in that league, and uh, right. I think he lost the this fight, so I think if he was the champ, he's now not the champ again. I'm assuming this kind of goes back and forth with whoever won the last, you know, the championship okay. battle and all
5: that. And, uh, and And so when that guy put that question to Dana about the long leash, I take it he was referring to this clip. Yes, I'm this guessing this is what dude? that was about. Yes. Interesting. Okay. We are on the same page.
4: And. The bottom line is you don't have to like everything he says, but this is important to have the dialogue.
5: It is. It is. And what's mostly most important is the total disrespect he shows these guys. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because because, really, because this is this is, you know, I've been screaming about this for years now. Um, This is the way to uh, to to break their bullshit, whatever it is, because they get away with journalistic murder. And when, when you treat them as they are, as, as if they are, you know, sacred cows, it just encourages them to do more. It licenses them to continue what they're doing. <laughs> a fucking dude like this lays it down the way he does. Whoa. That's a, that's a game changer as the cliche goes.
4: Yes, because it is calling them on it, which they're not used to getting and right. There's being called on it and there's forcefully being called on it which is the epitome of what this guy does yeah and you know he could kick their ass if that had to come down to it so it's also right. a very interesting thing as we've talked about a little bit with joe rogan i mean if you come face to face with joe rogan most guys you know unless you're ufc fighters aren't going to be like you're a fucking pussy man no but they'll say it over the internet yes but when you come face to face so if you're yeah. sitting there and you might be like wow this guy's a total douchebag but You're going to show him the respect that, you know, he can knock your block off Mm -hmm. and that may may not be the end all of everything, but I would still rather whether I agreed with everything he said or disagreed with everything he said, I want a world where somebody like this guy can say whatever the hell he wants. So we have the open discord and dialogue about whatever it is. Mm hmm. It's the same thing we did with our buddy phone boys clips. It's like, this is the open dialogue. You're saying what you want to say. We're saying what we want to say. And if you want to respond back, you can continue. And it goes on and on like that.
5: Absolutely. Yes.
4: It's where people start getting shut down is where you run into the issues.
5: Yeah. And I do, I do uh, wish phone boy and Phoenix. Well, yes. And you know what? They have a right to say that. And they certainly have a right to their opinion and uh, bravo on them for expressing it not what we do we agree with but that's cool and i'm that's still America.
4: waiting for some very specific examples of why you feel that way because sure. otherwise you are just in the in the snowflake it's my feelings <laughs> and i i can't go on feelings i've got to go on facts now yes. you've got a couple of scott clips these are always good
5: scott's always good Yeah,
4: on chris christie the stay puff marshmallow man and on climate change
5: uh just take your pick darren whatever you like they're both you know just uh, straight on, Scott. Double barrel action? Yes, sir.
1: I'm sorry, kids. I usually don't like the post at night, but I just heard the breaking news, and it's breaking me heart. <laughs> oh, he's doing an Irish thing. Come on. Yeah, that's our it's stick, funny. buddy.
5: That's, that's uh, six weeks away for St. Patty's Day. Hang on there. Ah, shoot him on me, girl. <laughs>
1: Mr. Krispy Kreme just backed out of the presidential race. <laughs> now, like I tell all the assholes, When you need to find another job, that the red light means that the fries are done. Well, listen, Tubbs, when I'm saying that to you, that means that when the fries are done, you sell them. So don't fucking eat them. Now, take care, comb your hair, and float the fuck off into the sunset. Yeah, so Chris Christie
4: gone. We've got DeSantis gone.
5: I I saw a headline just before the show when I was scouring the Internet for clips for all of our amusement um, that Trump said his his choice for a VP is obvious. And I don't think it's Chris. I think it's going to be DeSantis. What do you think? That would be the only reason why
4: I think DeSantis pulled the ripcord here, because it was never going to be Christie. Obviously, they hate each other. No, they hate each other. And he and DeSantis, while they're not really buddy-buddy, they're not quite up to hate, and I think they're still in that, you can do good for me, I can do good for you. Yeah. DeSantis sees with the numbers that Trump has, which you're going to find out the, uh, the take that our buddy Keith Olbermann has, it'll be great. you got to keep listening for that on the oh, yeah. Iowa caucus. But I believe that these two guys can still work together, that DeSantis knows he can't beat Trump this year. No. He also knows needs the MAGA people. Mm-hmm. So if you're the good foot soldier, you try to help Trump win the presidency. Either way, if Trump wins the presidency, you're VP, you got a really good shot in four years.
5: Trump okay. doesn't win the presidency. You still have the same shot for four years. True. And just to backtrack a little bit on Christie, I always I never liked that guy. We thought he was a weasel. Um, And I think, if you recall, Trump hired him to be his debate coach before the first um, throwdown with Biden, the first debate. And I remember watching that. And and what Trump did was, I thought, who the fuck? It wasn't typical Trump. We've all seen him speak, you know, many, many times. And what he did was his attack was every time, basically, Every time Joey opened his mouth, Trump would butt in and interrupt him. And it really, it hurt him because people were like, oh, he's so mean to that old man. He came off, he came off bullying instead right. of strong on that. And I think that was, I think that was a deliberate um, sort of backstab of Christie's to, to advise him to, to handle himself that way. I really do. Yeah. And it,
4: well, it's because people were like, oh, Joe Biden's just a nice doddering old man. Yeah. I don't know why you want that for president. No. But, but yeah, you don't yeah. want it to look like you're being mean to grandpa.
5: Yeah. And, and then once uh, Christie was, uh, he was off the scene for the second and third debates when Trump was much more himself. And I really think that he sort of, uh, he's, he's that much of a weasel um, that he would do something like that. But I think he's done. Yeah. I think, he, I think Scott's right. He's going to cook some fries and he will eat them. Yeah.
4: No, I mean, if it's not DeSantis, I don't really know where. I mean, some people... Uh, no agenda millennials as maybe Stefanic. That was the no agenda guest. Uh, he thinks possibly that, yeah. Christy gnome. Yeah. There's also, um, uh, um, Romney's daughter, right? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Oh God,
5: no. T- oh, t- t- oh Jesus. No, that broad that runs at the, uh, no, Odyssey. not, not,
4: not Ronna McDaniel. The other, who is, um, who am I thinking? The one that gave like the, um, uh, Anti after the State of the Union. She was the one that came out on for the. Oh, yeah. And did. um, I don't think
5: he wants it. Very straight laced. Yeah, Yeah, I think he'd be, you know, well advised to steer clear of anybody named Romney. (laughs) Maybe you should Um, go for his pointy chick lawyer. Yeah. Or, you know, I I still I still always said, but she's just vanished. I don't know what happened. I guess she kind of just disappeared when Tucker um, left Fox was Tulsi Gabbard. Um, because she was, you know, she, she, you know, she was, she's, she's a veteran. She's kind of multi extremely articulate, good looking. She's female. Also not a Republican, she, but he's either a Republican. <laughs> right. And I thought we thought she would add a hell of a lot to that ticket. Um, but she's, she's just like just pulled off the stage. Somebody gave her the hook or something. Have you seen her in like months? Because no. I haven't. And no. she was everywhere for a while. Everywhere. Yeah. It's interesting to see what she's,
4: uh, if she reemerges as anything, or for they had something on her, and like, nope, sit down.
5: Maybe, yeah. yeah, you never know. Now we got Scott on climate change. Yeah, I mean, this is this is always worth looking into, especially since I'm. Uh, it's a, it's been brutal here, man. Holy shit, ice and snow, and I never thought I'd be doing this shit again, Darren. And well, you're oh, right. You snow. went to
4: L.A. You're like, haha, ha, all shit. you people that need
5: snow blowers. Yeah, yeah. See, and I got my karma. Bit me in the ass and it's uh, <laughs> nine degrees. And, oh yeah, and that's chilled. fun, right? Oh man, especially in houses take. that have been around for a while that aren't oh. exactly uh, airtight. And yeah, and I'm buying generators and all this fucking shit. Oh God, please get me to the desert. <laughs> having a good old
4: time. <laughs> One day we need a compound like in Arizona, New Mexico, yeah. somewhere. And I know just where. Yeah, I know some great spots. Mm-hmm. Digi Goober says Tulsi. It- Tulsi- is still posting on locals so i mean i guess that's
5: one place yeah did she get kicked off every other social media platform i I mean wonder because she was every about you know maybe a year 18 months two years ago i mean tulsi gabbard was just a regular to switch on the tube or online boom you'd see her talking about something and what happened yeah because anybody
4: well what happened was rational people i think you and i are rational that are on the uh more conservative side were like you know if i had to vote for somebody on that party she'd be the one
5: yeah because she's a democrat or was well she resigned her democratic membership yeah she tore up her card but yeah at the time she was and you're like well you're saying very same things so uh yeah i mean i think desantis trump is just too much of the same thing i mean i like it as in theory but for you know it's gotta you
4: gotta look at it, where it's going to leave you in four years, which is something the Democrats totally missed with Kumla, that yeah. if they had a legitimate, smart vice president rather than her, and I don't care if the woman was black or wasn't a woman, but if you would have had somebody that was a better candidate when this came down to Joey faltering with his health. You would have had an easier route because you'd be like, hey, we have a strong number two.
5: They fucked up.
4: And when you don't have a strong number two, then you put yourself in this position and nobody
1: wins. Yep. So I was crazy all day, busy doing a whole bunch of things, but yet there's always something inside me that wants to say fuck you to somebody. And I couldn't think because there's so (laughs) many fucking options. But today's fuck you really hard. Goes to your little twat waffles. <laughs> Let's shut down the bridges and the streets and block traffic to preserve the cl- the global warming, eh, or global cooling, or whatever the fuck you think it is. Listen to me. <laughs> it's the nature of the cycle. It's called weather. See, right now, I got icicles hanging off of my ball bag. Okay? <laughs> well, then it's global. <laughs> hey, so do you. This is really.
4: You, you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I also like twat waffles. That's uh. Waffles, yeah. All I thought of was stroop waffles, which are very good. <laughs> very good.
1: <laughs> Cooling, then I guess. I don't know. Listen to me, you little fucking. See you next Tuesdays. Get a hobby. Get a job. Go to your local bar and meet a girl. Get laid or a boy. Whatever your flavor is. Just do something with your lives because no one listens to you anymore. The shit is over. It's called weather. He's not wrong. No,
4: he's not wrong at all. It's another one of these cases that has never been proven. And it's one of those things like, hey, if you can get scientific data which proves this, then you have a different narrative at least to tell. Mm. But there are so many different factors. They don't take the sun into consideration. I mean, there's so many things that get blown right out of the water that I'm sure man is having some kind of an effect on the world, but what they're saying just seems improbable, especially since the scientists were like, oh, no, we're going into an ice age. Oh, no, we're going into global warming.
5: Oh, no, we might be going into an ice age. Yeah. It's like that other science we may recall. 100% safe and effective. 75% safe and effective. Uh, 40% safe and effective. Uh, Zero percent. Cross your fingers.
4: Fourteen percent we're somewhere in there.
5: This fucking movie, it's just it's the same script. They just took it and you know repainted it from one to the other. It's going to be interesting to
4: see how it is covered. There was a study that was just looking at a bunch of data, and I don't know anything more than that on whether how legit this is, where it was, whichever journal it was in, seemed like okay, this isn't a fly by night thing. The latest thing they're coming out with is, well, if you if you got the vaccine, you're way less likely to have long COVID. And the people that are having long COVID, they're having like 20 years on their brain taken away because you're seeing the, uh, you know, shrinkage or whatever they measure to show age in the brain. So they're they are still pushing. Sure, they are for the. Uh, we got to show you. We got to show you a benefit.
5: Yeah, because they should know have.
4: They I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They ask Fauci and it's still, I mean, how many times <laughs> did he say, I do not recall in the, uh, I recall oh. like a hundred and something times. I don't recall.
5: Yeah. He's like the, uh, you know, the teamster guy at the Senate hearings, you know, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. Yeah, right. I do not recall. Uh huh. He's so full of shit, but you know, it recurs to me. I, I, God damn it. I, I should have clipped it. I'm sure you saw it. I hope you did. Um, Some guy doing a report from Chi town about your horrific weather and it was uh, the the video was uh, a Tesla charging station. Oh yeah, Evergreen Park. Yeah, and uh, it was so funny. These people, you know, most of them were like, "Yeah, this sucks," and I'm not happy about this. one. then, then about a minute twenty into the the clip, they 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 take this guy. He's got a he's got his, he a, a flat bill cap and aviator shades like Joey. And they said, "What do you think of this?" And this fucking idiot actually says. That's well, it's not really the vehicle's problem. It's the infrastructure. <laughs> no, no it's not. Everybody's fucking car is bricked, you idiot. But there's, there's somebody who's like, just can't be wrong. You know, can't be wrong, ever.
4: Well, when you see, and I don't know if there's an exponential or this is as bad as it gets, but I saw the data that said the average electric vehicle loses 20% or so, maybe it was 20 to 30 once the temperature gets down to 20 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Now in Chicago, it got down to negative 13. So I'm curious if that drop, you know, is there a, is there a low end? So once it gets to say negative 20, that's right. it. It doesn't matter if it's uh or 20 degrees. It doesn't matter if it's 20. It doesn't matter if it's negative 20, all the same,
5: or it's a continuum.
4: Yes. And if it continues mm. to get worse as it gets colder, The problem is these people were bringing their vehicles trying to get to the charging station, and they covered this on No Agenda yesterday. I believe it was yesterday's show, where they talked about the fact that the problem with these chargers are for you to use the quick charge thing, your vehicle has to be at least at, like, 30% charge to use that. You can't come in at, like, zero charge. Right. Which just meant everybody was kind of SOL. Sure. Which... I mean, this again, we've said from the beginning, electric vehicles in cold areas, not yet ready for prime time. Will they get there? Probably. But it might be 10 years. It might be 20 years. We may be all long dead before electric vehicles in a Arctic area like Chicago in the winter are fine. No big deal. But we're not there yet. So to start making laws that say, well, you can only buy electric vehicles. Oh, it's so fucked up. Yeah, which basically then says when we have one of these strings of, you know, four or five days a week where the temperature is near zero, I guess you don't go to work. I guess you don't. Yeah. Which is what they kind of wanted. That's what we saw during COVID. Close everything down.
5: Mm -mm. Is it related? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Like That may just be the point. Or maybe, you know, they've just stretched the truth. And for I mean for fuck most of a century, electric vehicles had their place and they functioned quite well. Golf courses, local deliveries, uh, things like that. You know, okay, that's good. But for over the road, long distance stuff, they blow. And and uh, as you just pointed out, and cold temperatures no good either. No good. Yeah, it, it will literally just make everything stop.
4: You yeah. know, or if it takes thirty percent of your range, most of these things are not huge. So, I mean, if your range is 300 miles and you lose a third of that, you now only have 200 miles. So I hope your commute is is within the, uh, within the amount of miles that you need to go. And it really, Mm -hmm. you are a big fan of the cross country, take your car and travel, see the country world. Uh, how do you do that when you can only go like 300 miles a day and then takes you 10 hours to
5: recharge or whatever it is fully. Sure, the guy that's going to get richer than Musk is is you know Levi Strauss who got uh, richer than the gold miners selling him jeans um, is the guy that can come up with like five gallon gas cans of of electricity.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, this is what we we need the vehicles that are hybrids that can use the electric when it's perfect for that when the temperatures are fine when you only need to go a short distance, but. You know, if you want to travel 500 miles today, you still have a gas tank that when the battery's done, it goes over to the gas. Yeah. That makes more sense than anything else, but. Uh, sure. Not so much. No. I've yeah. got a clip from The View. Oh, The Spew. The Spew. It. Yes. Yeah. This is uh, completely stolen from yesterday's No Agenda. I heard it and I was like, no, no, we got to we got to rip this one to shreds.
5: Oh, boy, I'm ready.
11: When you look, it said all men are created equal. I think the intent, the intent. This
5: is Nikki Haley.
11: Was to do the right thing. Now, did they have to go fix it along the way? Yes, but I don't think the intent was ever that we were going to be a racist
10: country. No, and also men, all men are
4: created equal. No. So there's Joy. There's <laughs> Joy. The worst named person in all of television because she has none. Yes. Nah, and she doesn't even mention the gender part that all men are created equal. Mm. Are, are we missing the fact that the language at the time, all mankind, all men, all men means men and women and everybody yes. in between?
5: But not to Joy.
4: No. But it's like, again, let's rewrite the history. and be Like, well, he just they just say all men. So obviously we're excluding women. It's like that's so horribly stupid and wrong that if that's your if that's the leg you got to stand on, you better grab something quick because you're going down.
11: Notice the gender distinction there, which yeah. he didn't even bring up.
4: I mean, why would why would she bring it up? Did she and did she say he let me hear because it's like there was Nikki Haley and it sounds like yeah. she, he, he didn't even bring up. Let me, hear this again here
11: the gender distinction
4: there which he didn't even bring up which he didn't even bring up but they were who's he i don't know Mm. unless they're talking about the person who wrote the declaration but i don't think so i think that was uh you know if you're talking about nikki haley very weird joy
2: you know although i know she believes we were never in a a racist country sunny
4: hoisting hoisting what's her name hostin
2: is that she's quoting the Declaration of Independence that was penned by Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson owned 600 slaves. You got to go right to the amount. You got to go right to the slaves. Right. Owned 600 slaves throughout his lifetime. He also began raping one of those slaves, Sally Hemings, at the right. age of 15 and had a shadow family with her of six children.
4: Now. The story of Sally Hemings is an interesting one, which, of course, they don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not familiar with it. Tell me. Well, she was the slave girl who went, was sent with Jefferson's daughter over to France when he was over in France. And she was like 14 or 15 when she went over to France. That's when he started the relationship. But the interesting thing is that even though she was a slave, she was only one quarter of African descent. She was one quarter black. So by today's standards, I mean, you look at Obama, Hey, you're not even black. Well, back then, this was it's interesting because there's a. if you look at the uh, Wikipedia, there's a photo of her children or her descent. I think it was the children. Because allegedly four children with Jefferson. And they're like four white guys. I mean, there's no there's no I mean, I understand Jefferson was white, but she was also 75 percent. White, which this is where, like, when the reparations and stuff start coming around, it's oh, yeah. very, very confusing and mixed. If you uh, saw the story of uh, Lavar Burton,
5: Scott Adams, Scott and Lavar, yeah,
4: yeah, Lavar <laughs> yeah. Burton loved him on Star Trek, and when you find out that one of your like great great grandpa was a Confederate soldier, everything starts looking. A little different it's like why is everybody so damn racist i don't know why everybody wants to be so divided we are really? in the united states a mixing pot i mean there's very fewer uh few pure as csb likes to call them <laughs> you know it is a very much mixing pot and this was a girl sally hemmings who was a quarter black so 75 percent white Mm -hmm. and started having a relationship. I mean, granted, there was a power dynamic, but she went to France with Jefferson's daughter. At the time, France did not have slavery, so she was freed upon getting to France. She stuck with the family. She was paid to do a job, you know, nursemaid, whatever she was, and then started the relationship with Jefferson. Granted, it was a different time. It's a little still creepy, you know, in the Jeffrey Epstein way that she was 15 or 16 and Jefferson was 30, whatever, but Hmm. it was also a different time. And she allegedly made a deal with Jefferson that she would return back to the United States with him as long as any children that they had would be freed because he would still technically she was a slave. So any child born from a slave was a slave. It was your mother's side. So any child, doesn't matter who the father was, was born a slave. And she made the deal with Jefferson that she would go back with him as long as any of their children at their when they turned 21 would be fully released. And he kept his word. And obviously she trusted him because she didn't ever go for her own freedom. So nobody really knows. There's a lot of articles on the Internet that are like, well, was their relationship? rape Did he you know was it a forced thing because she was a slave or were they you know do they actually have a relationship
5: it's a good story not as good as a sam cook no good story
4: <laughs> but it's up there and it's like i had no idea until looking into this and it's like know. maybe it shouldn't matter but she was 75 percent white so if this is what you're laying your groundwork on it's like you don't understand the history and you'll just just listen right here to the smugness of Ms. Sunny here
2: teen and had a shadow family with her of six children. So when he said all men were created equal, he was saying that in the context of, but the people that aren't equal are women and the enslaved that I have at Monticello. Right. Right. So Nikki, that's just a history lesson.
4: So Nikki, that's just a history lesson for you. And I just (laughs) gave one to you, you dumb broad. You have no idea what you're talking about. You know, this is how this kind of stuff goes down because we don't know. Maybe it was, but we don't know. And it just seems to me that if this girl, Sally Hastings, was in France and she was 15, 16, and they're like, hey, you're free. Welcome to France. Unless she really hated France, why go back? She chose to go back. Mm. It's like, that's an interesting little tidbit of the story that they didn't really tell you on the view. I don't think the view chicks know the story, but that's again, that's when that's you okay. get that little snipey and a little bit
2: of a history lesson for you, Nikki,
4: <laughs> like, uh-huh, Car,
2: pot, kettle. Come on. The other thing that I've noticed um, is she's really trying to get that MAGA base, right? She's trying to get that Republican base. Yeah. And although we are not a racist country, according to her, 85% of Republicans are white. I'm not saying that they're all racist.
4: It but- kind of seems like you are. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah. And the data on this also very interesting when you go to, well, it's 85% white is the Republican party or, you know, this is how they voted anyway, going back to 2022, I pulled up the demographics. It is a few research. It was usually pretty decent on this. Mm-hmm. Well, 64% of the Democrat vote was white. So they're obviously racist too, right? I guess. Yeah. And the more interesting here would be in 2022, 17% of the people that voted for the Democrats were black and only 1% on the Republican side. So the blacks are racist, right? Because they're all in one party. That, is that how we're figuring out who's racist because they all vote in one party? Must be. It doesn't hmm. make any sense. But that's the kind of stuff that gets spewed on the spew. On the spew. And they want to be all high and mighty, like, let me give you a little history lesson. Like, well, we gave you one.
3: <laughs>
4: it's like, learn. I mean, it's interesting to learn because I certainly walked away with a much different. It's like my first thought about hearing this. I'm like, well, I remember hearing something about it in the past that Jefferson and had a family, you know. And it's like, well, I never really looked into it. And the minute you look into it and go, well, the girl was three quarters European, it's like, well, that's, not what most people would assume when you hear that he had a relationship with a slave. You're assuming something and uh hmm. like with anything, you have to dig to get to the truth. Even on stuff that happened hundreds of years ago, you have to dig to get to the truth. Especially when you're watching the view. Oh yeah. Yeah. Before we get to Keith Oberman, you still have a oh Joy Reed and a
5: Dan Goldman, which uh Yes. Um, well, there's, there's, a, there's a thread running through both of those. Um, but let's let's do uh, Goldman first.
3: I assume- um, wait, Mr. Stop, stop. You,
5: you... I should give us- Wait, I, I'm sorry. I should give a little setup with this. Excuse me. No problem. Um, this guy is a Democratic uh, member of Congress. Um, he's grilling some woman whose name is Josephine Dunn, who has the appellation, an angel mom, I hadn't heard this before. Um, she has a, a child who was, uh, died from a fentanyl over, overdose, whatever. I guess any dose is an overdose of that shit. It's so, yeah, difficult. little goes a long way. I guess so. And, um, you know, she, so she's sitting at the table with her little name card there, Miss Dunn, and he's, he's got his, uh, I'd say yeah, in the realm of a $5,000 suit on with his Sea Island cotton shirt and his 18 carat cufflinks. And, um, I looked him up. And his name is Daniel Sachs Goldman. Interesting middle name, isn't it?
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah,
5: exactly what you think. Uh-huh. Go- Goldman Sachs. His fucking wealth is almost incalculable. He's also one of a few um, heirs to the Levi's fortune. <laughs> wow, <laughs> this man, guy. that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he is, as you would imagine, a career politician. He's never, you know, he's never gotten his hands dirty. He went from one political pointy bullshit job to another. Now he's in Congress, it's clear he has uh, um, higher asper- aspirations, um, and he's, he's a fucking idiot, as you'll hear, um, because he's, he's questioning this woman, and um, she's no dope. She's no chooch. Um, she's quite articulate herself, and I'll, I'll stop you as we roll along, but there's, there's your oh, – oh, oh, what he's questioning about is, is, is the border, the southern border. Um, And he's trying to sort of paint her into a corner with uh, what they call, you know, I guess they call Socratic uh, reasoning. Anyway, let it roll.
3: I assume, Ms. Dunn, you, you would agree, would you not, that it would help to stop the fentanyl trade and fentanyl trafficking from coming into this country if we had more law enforcement officers at the border and more resources and technology to stop the fentanyl from coming in. Do, do you agree with that?
7: I disagree with that because border patrol is now being used to make sandwiches and to screen people and let them into our country. Okay. Well, so, so I disagree it, with you. Is,
3: so you're, you're saying that the, the so you're saying that, uh, well,
5: that short circuited him. <laughs> totally. He, and, and you know, he's such an, he's such an asshole because his in his debate class at Brown or wherever the fuck he went. You know, this is the thing so take, take your opponent's statement and then rephrase it. You know, color it the way you like it, and then then you'll have them by the short hairs. And this broad's having none of it. I only wish she had said to him, "Wait, wait, wait." I, I was very. What part of what I said was unclear to you, Congressman Goldman? Because I thought it was crystal clear. I don't need you to rephrase anything I said. I said what I said. Amen. Yeah.
3: Uh, you're upset because the border patrol is not doing. Uh, is making sandwiches, I think you said, so you don't think it would be helpful to have more Border Patrol officers who are charged with stopping the fentanyl trade?
7: I would like the Border Patrol to be able to do the job that they were hired to do. Well, one way... Every Border Patrol officer that I have spoken to has told me that their hands are tied by this administration and Mr. Mayorkas.
3: I've been to the border, sir, have you... The, Have you? I, I'm, excuse me. I'm asking. The I'm questions. just wondering. And the, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm, asking you
5: I'm asking the questions. I mean, there's there's a there's a the show title, man. I'm asking the questions. So here's this fucking imperious twit who was born on third base and thought he hit a home run, and he's so stupid that he actually decides he's going to grapple with you know the ultimate. Um, Victim, this woman who's, you know, God knows how recently her child is dead, but he's going to wrestle her to the ground in service to whatever the fuck legislation he wants to pass to put yet more funding into the border, which it clearly doesn't need. All it needs is existing laws to be enforced. Right. You know, what an asshole.
4: Putting more police on the street is not going to make a difference if you won't enforce the law. Exactly. And that was the point she's making. And that obviously made his brain go all nuts because it's like, Well, you want more Border Patrol then, right? And it's like, well, no, because the current ones aren't doing their job. And he wasn't
5: expecting that. He wasn't expecting that. And then for his entire life, he's accustomed to people just kissing his ass because his name is Goldman Goldman Sachs. And he's worth untold millions and millions of dollars. And uh, how dare you? uh, How dare you challenge me, lady? I'm asking the questions. Uh, That's a crazy world, Larry. Yeah. Now you got Joy Reid. Oh, my. And you're going to hear us use the same fucking phrase in this one. This is trippy. This is about a a woman who's, you know, obviously upset about the uh, rampant uh, pornography that's uh, being uh, stocked in school libraries around the country. And it's pretty funny how uh, how spurious um, joy, the other joys, arguments are. You'll hear this. And she's borrowing Donald Trump's toupee. I don't know what Joy Reid's doing. (laughs) It's it's pure envy, I'm sure.
4: Probably. I mean, I just think it's hilarious <laughs> that we've uh, we've gone through the stage over the last few years of white girls in schools being told not to do cornrows because they're cultural appropriation. And then she steals Donald Trump's look. Exactly. That is not a common black hairstyle. That that's, is not. That's not okay. No, it is not okay at all. <laughs>
11: that you have and other Moms for Liberty advocates have to decide that a book, an award-winning book like All Boys Aren't Blue isn't appropriate for students to read. What, what is your What a tragic story of a young man who's anally raped by his adult family member. So mm-hmm. you have incest, rape, pedophilia. Joy, you said you'd let me answer, so sure. I'm going to answer Please for do. you. Um, in what context is a strap-on dildo acceptable for public school? Just <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, that I is, I mean, is a good question. question to you. It's a great question, isn't is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, how you and you look at that and be like i can't believe you won't allow that right it's insane whoa why is yep. why did my play button not work let me reload it and then it all went to uh, kitty wumpus and crazy and then let me try this once again
5: you're not using a dell computer i, hope. <laughs> I, I am but it normally <laughs> <You> works <are. laughs> yeah you know a, what i had i had three or four dells that were great but this last one oh man it's a dell desktop so usually it just yeah. works yeah. get to about where we were
11: hold on the main, who's the main character the book? let me
5: back up a little now, now she's going to quiz her really the main char- yeah it's like it's um now it's it's sort of flipped from from uh news host to to school marm you know did you do your homework tell me about the main character in this book yeah
0: hold sure. on a second now No, 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 no. no wait, we're
11: talking on. about no, no, public no. school one, one moment all right so now you've asked me questions and sure. i'm gonna answer it okay well who is the main character what's the name of the main character in all boys aren't blue you're asking me right you now just gave name? me very specific information about this book so you're pl- presenting yourself as somebody expert said, oh, you know,
4: oh. oh. Yeah. hold on that's nice
11: Main, to, who's the main character? In the, the, book? the main character is the author. Who's the, What's his name? George, I believe is his first because name. Because you're giving me very specific information that is... You're asking me to remember the name of an author. You, the you name just of the remembered very specific joy Here's my We're question. you talking about Here's stra- question. You didn't answer my no, no, question. No, no, no. I'm going to answer to question. Great. I would love to hear that. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm interviewing you and you're not interviewing me. So let's make sure it's a conversation. There
5: you go. I'm interviewing you. And then, well, I'm sorry, you know how I stepped on her line. She. It's really funny how she contradicts herself because she says, I'm interviewing you you're not interviewing me right which is kind of a shutdown of conversation and then says because we want to have a conversation well hang on those are those are yeah. mutually exclusive statements joy <laughs> but again they don't know what yeah. words mean
11: yeah you didn't answer my no, question no, no. i'm gonna i'm going to answer great your i would love to hear that absolutely well i i'm interviewing you and you're not interviewing me so let's just make sure it's a conversation okay, okay.
5: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> So it's not sure. a conversation no <laughs> wow yeah. What
11: I'm saying to you is that as you are not an expert in this book, I don't have to be hold an on, expert no, to no, no, hold do- on those aren't one appropriate moment, for public school. Moment. I mean, this on, let's book get real. is a full context story, as you said, of the author's experience. Why is it your right or a Moms for Liberty activist's right to say that a parent who wants their child to have access to this book, which gives a personal experience of this Access
5: author, to? Uh-huh access to they, they, yeah. the
11: why doesn't a liberal parent for instance or a parent of an lgbtq kid why don't they have a right for their child to just have access to this book why is it your right to say they can't so again we're talking about incest rape and pedophilia and each parent each parent has to decide what is appropriate for their child to read so
5: we haven't buy Hello? it for them. you know what try to walk into a movie theater with your kid to an x-rated movie can't do it can you joy
4: nope you can do it to an r-rated movie but that's an
5: r-rated movie but there's there are limits and so why the fuck would those books be present in a library that where kids can get access to them
4: it's like if you really want your kids to read them buy them
5: buy them and give them to them exactly yeah, you know, or if the author, if answer. it's such an important message, right. the
4: author should give them free. If you send, just send it yeah. for them.
5: But, there you go. But if you're really, if you're really concerned about exposing your kid to that material, do it yourself. Yes.
4: It's like, we just don't want that to be in a, a kindergarten class for the average kid to pick up and be like, Oh, yeah. Jimmy got anally raped with a dildo. Yay. Yeah. Huh. It's a strange world we live in. People do not seem to understand facts. No, It's all about feelings. Joy reads an idiot, Joy Behar's an idiot, neither one have any joy. No joy in Mudville. But Keith Oberman, he's <laughs> going to tell us all about the Iowa caucus. I mean, you know what happened at the Iowa caucus, right? Yes. The votes came in. Donald Trump got 51% of the vote and number 2 was was it DeSantis or Haley? They were close. They were close. One had like 19% and one had 21%, which to all thinking people, including those in the troll room, like Noboré and Sir Omaha and DigiGuru and NetNet and Surly Mofo and C. Brooklyn, you would go, wow, that was a pretty decisive victory.
5: Not to the left. Not to Keith, no. Not to Keith. And I just, I saw a chart, Darren, and I could be wrong and frequently am. But I believe there is also adjacent to there was another column besides the percentages of the actual raw numbers. Yes. And if, um, if I remember correctly, I my jaw dropped. Chris Christie, Scott, Scott Delabito's buddy, <laughs> got a total of 24 votes.
4: Nice. I mean, that's way below the 21,000 Nikki Haley got in the 23,000. <laughs>
5: 24. Santa I mean, Scott. Yeah.
4: Yeah. 56,000 for Donald Trump, 23 for DeSantis, and 21 for Nikki Haley. There you go. But you don't understand, Larry. That was hardly a victory at all. I'm done.
9: No, Trump didn't crush DeSantis and Haley in Iowa. He beat the field by only 2,222 votes. He only won Yeah, he
4: beat the field. The field. So if you add up the votes everybody yeah. else got, Donald Trump beat everybody combined plus 2222. 22. But for Keith, yeah. that's barely winning.
5: That's not even winning at all. No, not for Keith. This is
9: liberal math at its finest. Yes. 222 votes. He only won 51 to 49. If Biden only won a primary 51 to 49, they'd cancel all television until the Super Bowl and only talk about nothing but him only winning 51 to 49. Trump is vulnerable. He's deteriorating. And our political media in this country absolutely sucks i'll get the
5: wednesday countdown yeah yeah, because you're a part of it keith
9: it's
4: the media's fault the media's fault is what's the um that's what's hurting the left not that everybody keeps propping them on up but that is Mm -hmm. just pure insanity to be like the guy in a vote with four or five different people now if it was a one-on-one vote and the next person would have gotten you know it was 51 49 then you have a point keith but when it's You know, the next four people combined, maybe it was it four or five, but the next four or five people combined still couldn't beat the guy. It's like you are a moron. That he is. And to make this case, but this is what the media is going to be doing. I made the point on the last random thoughts that the only way this could have worked was if there was only one person, which makes it interesting with DeSantis backing out because now it is pretty much Nikki Haley with
5: donald trump she has no shot she's toast i mean what's his name uh fatty said that anyway christy oh yeah right, she's right. gonna get um, whatever smoked. it was smoked yes smoked. Yeah.
4: although she won't get smoked in new hampshire because yeah. of the way new hampshire runs bill o'reilly i credit him with me understanding how new hampshire runs which is since there is no democrat primary any democrat can show up and say I want at the voting place on the day of the vote and say, I want to change my Democrat to independent and vote today Mm. because independents can vote in any primary in New Hampshire. Okay. So any Democrat that wants to go in just to mess with Trump and they have been spending big bucks (laughs) in order to get Nikki Haley votes, because what they want to be able to do is tell the story that Keith was just telling us, which is Donald Trump is on the decline.
5: Right. Well, according to a, a snake-faced Carvel, he has syphilis. Yes, on his hand. Yeah. Right, on his hand. Yeah, and he probably got it from touching. Maybe he shook Carvel's hand one time. That's how you get it, I'm sure. Yeah, from that reptile-looking motherfucker. Yeah, he is. He is odious.
4: Wow. But Keith, I mean, it was so good
9: I had to pull the last two from Keith. Get the Friday Countdown podcast because Trump has now extended his previous stochastic terrorist threat of bedlam if he is not on the presidential ballot in November, to chaos and bedlam, his lawyers have told the Supreme Court that that is what will ensue if it does not do what he says. Now, I want to know how this is
4: a threat. I think he's pointing out reality, which is if you allow radical states to take a presidential candidate off the ballot, for no legal reason that there is going to be chaos. It's like, if you don't believe that, then you're a moron, Keith. Yes, yes, yes. It's like, I can only imagine what Keith would be doing. If somebody, if there was a literal, you know, if this was happening to Biden, if there was a, you know, very strong threat of this happening in some States to Biden. And I think it will. If any States do it to Trump, because the minute the States are given that capability, All of these strongly Republican states and let's understand people, there were states that had Republican legislatures and governors that Biden won in the last election. You take that out of the citizens hands if you go that the uh, legislatures could go, yeah, we just don't want Biden on the uh, Mm -hmm. on the ticket. It's insane. It's (laughs) literally insane. But here's what Keith thinks. And this is even funnier. Trump has stochastically threatened the Supreme.
5: He loves that word. Yeah, Stochastically. He loves that word. He might have a word a day calendar.
9: Yeah. Yeah. States. It is time. Detain him and send him to Gitmo like any other terrorist. So Donald Trump (laughs) is now a terrorist. (laughs) First, he was a
5: Nazi. Then he was actually Hitler. Uh He was a terrorist. Wow. He's a terrorist. He's versatile of nothing, isn't
4: he? Yes, he, he really figures he can check all of those boxes. It is insane. But thank you, Keith Oberman. We love you for the content you put into the world. So we have somebody to make fun of. We do. We do not wish you ill. We want you to keep doing what you're doing so yes, we can keep, keep laughing cra- and pointing.
5: Yes, wear those crazy glass frames and those shawl collar sweaters. Keep it up, man. Do it.
4: Yeah, I don't know how he thinks that looks good. I don't. I just don't get it. I do not get Bobby it as a stylist tells him. Stuff. <laughs> do you think? Oh, wow. Yeah. That person cannot be making a lot of money. <laughs> not going to be making a lot of money. Although, what am I talking? I'm a podcaster. I'm not making a lot of money either. But this yeah. is a value for value proposition. We don't put these planet rages out there behind a paywall. You get to listen to them. You get to decide if you've gotten any value out of them whatsoever, and if so, you can get some value back to us in a lot of different ways. I mean, Srini gave us that uh, Kamala Harris wow, impersonator. We get great clip clips you, sent Srini. in. We get ideas. We get all sorts of good things. But the uh, monetary donations are very helpful in helping us uh, pay the. Mm-hmm. The bills on everything. I still can't believe 166 bucks a year for the smallest PO box. You got your own as well. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. At least the web hosting I buy in like three year increments. So you don't really get hurt until the third year is up and you're like, Ooh, this is what it costs now. Yeah. But uh, with everything just going sky high, I mean, the groceries, absolutely insane. It's unbelievable. It really is. It's like, thank you, Joey. So it does help. When you can support the show financially, and we understand Biden's economy, it's not always easy to do so, but if you can and you like this show, just go over to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there. Our number one executive producer, we've already teased it, and it is an honor to have the podfather, Adam Curry, who came in with 100,000 Satoshis, Uh which gets a big baller boost right there.
5: That really is.
4: If I only had that baller clip that uh, the fabulous Ryan Bemrose hates, I'd be playing it right here just to annoy him. (laughs) But I look before the show that comes out to a lot of people like that. What kind of real money is that? That's like $40 and 66 cents, which is very much appreciated. He says, this was my first full planet rage. Listen, we hope not the last. Thank you for the value out of all this drama. I'm most sad about Foam boy and Phoenix baffling yes sir as we broke down at the beginning of the show it is baffling and even after listening to the explanation i still don't get it maybe i'm just stupid maybe i am so far in dimension b or c that i can't even figure it out wait
5: a minute there's a third dimension there's now? gotta
4: be right if there's two there's gotta be three
5: i guess so why not 26 with the whole alphabet right well, how about dimension rage <laughs> you've now entered the rage dimension Or Dementia Rage, which is what Joey has. Yes, he's right up in there. Right there. And our buddy BTW,
4: I think he was in on the last show or the one before, 10 bucks, And he says, I'd love a Planet Rage social account. When, if you open it up to the producers and will donate. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah. We are going to keep it as a nice little group. So as things do not go insane. What I would like to do is get uh, and I've been doing research on if it's if there is our buddy Alex Gleason, who I didn't even know he's got a resume. I mean, I've been following over on uh, no agenda social and he's always quick to answer questions. Good guy. It's like, oh, he was the guy that originally was doing Trump's whole social thing and then left. It's like, oh, you got you got the real chops. Oh, yeah. And he's a programmer, dude. And he was working on a thing should be able to do
5: he's working on Trump social media Alex was that he quit yeah wow it's cool
4: but he has a thing he's like it's not really ready for prime time but what I wanted was very much like Elon is doing with x now I wanted to be able to have a social media site we now know who to get to run it or you can do it on your own if you got enough Mm know-how but I wanted to do a site get the good domain Start up a site, but have it like Elon. If you want to play, you got to pay. And I know Elon's not making everybody pay, but I would because I'm a bastard. And I wanted that built into <laughs> where you could be like, OK, even, you know, 12 bucks a year, 20 bucks a year, whatever it is yeah. mm-hmm. to do something and then go get, you know, Taylor Swift fans dot social or something like that mm-hmm. and see if you can make a ton of money by just creating different little instances that catered to very specific communities and i think God, there's I a you think. ability to do that there's just nothing built in yet to these platforms that would allow you to have people pay before uh, before they have an account so i mean it's an interesting concept he's working on something called the ditto project and i'm like what oh, is this what have, something to do with rush limbaugh because everything rush, ditto yeah. was
5: uh ditto ditto heads yeah but either Ooh. way, I'll
4: be waiting on that. And if that comes out and it's something cool, you never know. I'm excited
5: about this, Darren. It sounds very cool.
4: It would be a lot of fun to be yeah. able to just throw up uh, a social media. And that way, you know, if you get two or three people, it's paying the 15 bucks a month. As long as it pays for itself, then
3: mm-hmm.
4: yeah, it's a little bit more fun rather than losing money. Everything, <laughs> everything that you touch. <laughs> yeah. Our buddy That'd Dale Jr. Fun. came in with 20,000 Satoshis, which is a little over eight bucks. Thank
5: you, Dale Jr.
4: He says, We are living day to day in a revisionist history. Your main job as a politician is to remove by reversal any policy, good or bad, by your predecessor. Sadly, this goes for both sides. And yes, we've noticed that no matter what. When Donald Trump came in, maybe a little less though, but there was a lot of, whoop, that Obama stuff's got to go. And then the minute Biden got in, whoop, all that Trump stuff's got to go. Yep. It's never now, like, let's look at what worked and what didn't work. I mean, what fun is that, I guess? Yeah, really. Coming in with 11,000 Satoshis, our buddy CSB. He still loves us. We're very happy about that. He still loves you. He's going to let
5: you read the uh, promo. <clears throat> <clears throat> the
4: Boostagram. I'll, I'll just do I won't do it in the CSB voice. I'll spare everybody. <laughs> but, okay, maybe we could do because he's got it. in. Uh, try the Irish uh, accent here. How did I not- read it with? Yeah, read it with a Polish accent. I don't. I'm not good at the Polish accent. Okay, I'm really not good at any accent when it comes down to it. I tried the Indian accent. Srini's like, cut it out. I'm like, okay, don't do that. <laughs> don't do <you>? that. <laughs> right. So I'm like, I learn. Nah, I learn. Howdy, leprechauns. Just visit www.csb.lol. Yo, CSB. See, that was kind of oh, that, was, that was brief. Yeah, I know. He usually goes on and on and on, but it was yeah. late. So he was probably like, oh, okay. got to just get it in here. Yeah.
5: Well, your your brogue was quite good, Darren. I like that. And, and so was your delivery. So as I said, in Ireland, I'm darn on now. <laughs> darn on <ale. laughs> Yeah, I'm
4: just like, I really? It took like three or four times. Like, oh, wait, that's me. Because the guy's like darn yeah. on now.
5: Darn I on I Larry. I wish I was Larry Lawrence. Really you could be doing that. Yeah, I like that, the dual, dual name, Tony Anthony. There's a lot of names like John John or whatever, you know. A lot of them are serial killers, but that's beside the point. Yeah, that's true. You know what I noticed? You ever notice how um, assassins um, often, for some reason, they, they give them the three names? You've never heard anybody call Lee Oswald. It's Lee Harvey Oswald, right? Yeah. And the the guy that shot MLK was, was James Earl Ray. They was shoveled a... I don't know why that is. Somebody should do a study on that. They always stick a middle name in for those creeps. It's something to do. Who knows why? Who knows why? And
4: anyway, the programming I'm fully saying. takes that way, I guess. I guess. These last came in with 5000 Satoshi says two of the best radio sounding voices. Yeah, that's us. Oh, thank you. Sat streamer came in with 4455 said tried to stream the sats, but it didn't work. So this should have been about the amount for 235 minutes. Yeah. It was a long oh, show although today's going to probably be right up there with it. <laughs> uh thank you sat streamer trail chicken with 3333 33, says you the life cycle say. of social media is working as it should yeah all these social That's media That's
5: true. That's very
4: very true. Yes. They should just shut down every now and then. Mm-hmm. Move on to the next thing. I mean most of us if you're at the you know if you're old enough you had the MySpace account, then you went to the next, then you went to the next. And yeah. it just kind of, uh, kind of works out. Mm-hmm. Uh, memes 1337 came in with 27 OT, elite boosting the split to sustain the rage. Quote, love your rage, not your cage. That's Ellen Moore. All Be right. sovereign in your cage and they cannot mute your rage. Thank you for your courage, Ray John.
5: Thank you memes. Thank you, Memes, and for the sage advice. As well, as well, thank you.
4: Anonymous with twenty two twenty two, great clip of the NGO and San Antonio PD. That was all, Larry. Oh. And it was a good clip. Dame of the Absurd came in at twenty two twenty two when we started. Said live notice received. Pfeiffer mm-hmm. came in with twenty two twenty two and says rage. Got a thank lot Dame of rage. It said, it said totally not Pfeiffer, but I think that means it was Pfeiffer.
5: Okay, I'll
4: take that. And then Harv Hat came in with 1963 and 16 and 3333. 33. So 3333 33 and 1963. There's got to be some kind of messaging there. Well, was, one was a very good year, and the other, you know, has the magic like, number powers, the magic number. Yes. He says you're now entering the rage dimension, which, yes, <laughs> that's I exactly do. what we've got going on here, and a lot of. Satoshis coming in today. That is very much appreciated. If you don't know what Satoshis are, go over to podcastapps.com or newpodcastapps.com. Either one will take you to the same place. You can find out about all the podcasting 2.0 apps that will allow you to stream Satoshis or little bits of Bitcoin. You get them in there. And then while you're listening to shows, you can stream per minute. And I didn't even look that up. I bet your buddy Dale Jr. and others were doing that again. Per minute while listening to the show, which is very much appreciated. Very much. Thank you. And you can also do the boosts and boostergrams, where you can send messages along. It's a whole lot of fun and helps you keep the podcasts that you enjoy going so you can continue to enjoy them. So go to planetrage.show slash donate if you want more information. And you can always tell a friend, leave a review, just help. Spread the word that the show is here. It is all very much appreciated. We had 94 in the uh, troll room at the, in, on the stream, I should say, while, uh, let me see, let me do another one right now to see what we got. It probably down. We've been still at 90. That's impressive. That's a, that's a very respectable number for this stage of the show. Thank you. It's for, uh, thank you, Larry, the ginger sage says, "Digi guru? He really likes the fact that you were a ginger. I don't know why. Man, those days are gone. But um, thank you. Now, do you know what is coming up this week on that Larry
5: Show? Show dot com. I do. I um, I, uh, you know, there's this fantastic uh, meltdown at United Airlines now, and that place, you know, I, I worked for many years in big corporate America, and that's a that's as big as they get. That fucking place needs an enema. Um, if 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 you recall, four or five years ago. They beat the shit out of an elderly doctor on a plane. Because right.
4: That was in Chicago, wasn't it? Getting him off the I plane?
5: Yes. Yes, it was. And um, uh, the the CEO, who's since retired, his name was Oscar Munoz, um, he completely screwed that pooch because first he came out, we don't tolerate disrespect and obstreperous behavior from passengers. The guy was anything but. The video, he was meek. He was mild. They said, you know, you, you got to give up your seat. He said, I, I, I really don't want to. And for that, they 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 broke his teeth and, and fractured. I think uh, gave him a concussion. Um, horrible. Then within I don't know a couple months after that, they killed somebody's dog. Right. They right. stuffed. Remember they stuffed a woman's dog in the overhead compartment and it suffocated. And now um, this fucking dipshit CEO, uh, some I heard his first name Kirby, who is a uh, you know uh, just a, a, a drag queen. I mean, Literally, there's like so much footage of this guy you know dressed as a chick it's really bizarre um he's he put the d in diversity and recently um dan cranshaw congressman who i am not a fan of that guy but he's not stupid and he does have some balls i think his his wife was given a very hard time by a united employee a mask one i might add um she didn't like uh the woman didn't, didn't like the the dog which it's apparently some like a teacup boodle or something travels with constantly but this broad took exception to that and then wanted to pull a dog out of the bag to take a picture of it so so it, so it could be like blacklisted from what on yeah yeah and so there was this this scuffle and um um Crenshaw took exception to this as he should and he he with using his inside juice you know he he uh, got a hold of the security tapes from uh from that airport and then paid a call on, the CEO wouldn't see him. Not a good move. <laughs> not Kirby, not a fucking good move. You don't pass off a fucking congressman on an underling. Bad move. And, uh, and said, so he took a meeting with some other guy who was a complete asshole. And instead of getting, instead of assuaging his concerns and placating, being nice, he got confrontational with him. It's, it's mind-blowing. So um that clearly there's something very, very wrong with the board of directors at United because they keep putting one fucking stupid stooge in after another to run that company. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to highlight more of this in this show. Very nice. And I get, I get it get because it. it's all D.E.I. Yeah. It's all D.E.I. And, and it really well, it actually it goes back to. this attitude with with the airlines and i'm I'm not going to talk anymore about it now you just have to listen
4: and i relate to crenshaw old one eye and
5: there you go you guys have that in common but you don't need a patch yet no i mean i you don't
4: need it but it might help at times just to uh, you know i I close that eye a lot which i'm sure i mean it's one of the reasons i don't even want to do video because that i just feel like looks kind of weird but um you could go for the pirate look though like crenshaw It might it might might give me some uh, street cred.
5: I can relate. I wore a patch over one eye for a year when I was about seven years old, so I know I know what that feels like.
4: And the interesting thing, I mean, just to tie everything in, all of the things going on with no agenda social, whether it's foam boy or all the other people that are jumping to conclusions and getting very angry, Mm -hmm. have the conversations. I remember with my buddy Gene, which for a while wasn't my buddy. In the troll room, and uh, I remember booting him because he gave me the comment we were going back and forth on something, and he's like, Ah, what are you blind? And (laughs) and this was like literally right after half (laughs) right after (laughs) all that stuff happened. So I just got really, uh, you know, I was a lot more touchy about it at that point, yeah. And I booted him, and Mm -hmm. you know, we kind of had this back and forth then for you know, a few weeks, I mean, I think he even was sending like emails to Curry and like, Oh, he was, yeah, he booted me this, this, and this. And when we finally got together and had the conversation and I'm like, you know, I was just a little more touchy with this because I did just lose vision in an eye. And he was like, Oh shit, I didn't know. And we've been friends ever since because we never, no, you didn't have the, you know, Mm -hmm. have the conversation. That's the bottom line.
5: Absolutely true.
4: I mean, you still may hate the person afterwards, but there's a chance you'll have the conversation and go, Oh, yeah. This was a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. Get all of the facts as well. Don't jump to conclusions. And uh, our buddy Netnet just came in with thirty-three, thirty-three for a little, for as little as a boost a week, Darren O can get a Taylor Swift eye patch. Could I (laughs) I, see now if I could only have a picture of her on the inside of the eye patch, but that probably wouldn't matter as much because I wouldn't be Mm. able to see it very well. Yeah. But that's, that's a true. hell of an idea, Net, Ned, that's we're a really, hell of an idea. Don't we bet may will start making them now. Uh huh. Maybe Geniors. we need Ned to do the marketing for the show. Yeah, you never know. We just have like uh, Planet Rage jock straps and uh, yeah, all, all
5: sorts of fun stuff that you could wear to meetups. Yes, yeah, the brass knuckles. I was in favor of. But yes. it could li- could lead to lawsuits. So maybe it's not such a hot idea. You got to make them
4: appear to be something else, so that yeah. way. You know, you we'll could, make them out of finger foam, you know, but they'll look like
5: brass knuckles.
4: Mm-hmm, like that. Right. So nobody gets hurt or you actually make them, but make it look like it's
5: a lamp or something and you could just snap them off or something fun like that. Before uh, we close, I'm going to, since I just thought of a spooky story years ago, you know, when I was in corporate America, we were having these offsite meetings, which are fucking dreadful. And so we were at once at a, at a big uh, resort somewhere. I can't even remember where the hell it was. There were so many of them. And at the same time, there was another corporation, uh, an apparel company, right, holding their big offsite meeting. And they equipped all of their um, people with a toolbox, right? Here's our new tools. And we're going gonna to fix things and you know ramp up sales and all this shit. And so, of course, there was a shit pile of drinking going on. And it was a little plastic toolbox, and inside was like a plastic hammer and pliers and a screwdriver, whatever the fuck. And as the evening wore on, they're on the other side of this kind of ballroom getting loaded, this apparel company. And we hear this, we hear this horrible scream, and then this guy hits the floor like a plank, right? Well, some wise-ass snuck a real hammer into somebody's toolbox <laughs> And so some fucking drunken fool. Didn't know this and did a Pelosi on the guy. Whoa. He took him out of there in a fucking stretcher. Yeah. Always check your hammers, kids. Always check
4: your hammers, baby. Yeah. And Oh, and no agenda millennial says we could just sell the brass knuckles as paperweights. Is that perfectly legit? They're just very interestingly shaped paperweights. That's That's quite an idea. Yeah. I like that. We're always looking for the loophole always always help us find it by coming back next week monday at 1 p.m central the mighty no agenda stream for more of planet rage thanks for hanging out everybody
5: yo
1: the u.s strikes back killing a member of the islamic whole world shit